The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, the St. X Bombers are the defending Division I state champions, and uh, they are currently ranked number one in the state of Ohio. Uh, Max Preps has got them ranked number 10 in the nation. And if you read some popular online blog sites, You'd wonder why the Panthers would even take this bus ride over here to North Bend. Uh, a lot of people don't hold a lot of chances that the Panthers have a chance tonight. But, look, there's two guys I know that are taking this game extremely serious, and that's Doug Ramsey and Steve Speck. Both teams and coaches have been on the winning and losing side of big upsets. And when these two teams get together, all bets are off, guys. Uh, this should be a good one, perfect weather tonight for high school football, and we're ready for uh, the, the classic St. X elder matchup. It's a GCL South matchup. Both teams you know, ha- have, uh, you know, checkbox number one on their schedule, you know, win the GCL South ahead of them. Moeller uh, lost last week to, to St. X, so St. X ha- has, uh, you know, one bump up uh, on that. But, you know, I, I, I think, you know, you got to throw – to an extent, you got to throw things out the window because elders coming to prepare, you know, can be prepared for the game tonight. It's not like they're playing a talented team from another state, another city. This is the St. X Bombers. You know, they they know these kids. They know, you know, a lot of them went to school in, in the same areas that, that, you know, a lot of the elder kids went. So, you know, they know them for a long time. They know who they are. They know what they are. And you just got to throw it all out. And, and uh, you know, you're going to see maximum effort both sides of the ball tonight. Tom, last week we traveled down to Louisville, and uh, the Elder was very streaky. Uh, they they came out with lead in their feet. Things just were not firing up. And then they got the momentum. And I really thought that Elder was going to leave that field with a win. And then it, it, one thing happened that I think deflated the team. Nick Paff goes down with a season-ending knee injury, and uh, it was tough uh, to deal with, I think, for the team. And, and it's going to be tough once again that, that he, he won't be here. Their leading tackler, I think he's the second leading tackler in the GCL. So the, they got next man up, but that, that was a tough loss. It was. Yeah. And listening to Doug during the week at Dance Club, excuse me, talking about how close this team is. I mean, they've played, they they definitely have the toughest Division One schedule in the whole state of Ohio, and it might be even in the country. And then tonight's another example that they've already played Lakewood, St. Edwards. They played Pickerington Central last week, uh, Louisville, St. Xavier, and now Cincinnati, St. X here. And it's just going to be one of those things that, from a coach's standpoint, you just have to keep telling the kids, stay at it, stay with it. Uh, but last week, like you mentioned, uh, Elder up 21 to 17 going into the fourth period, and uh, they just seem to be one play or a couple plays short of making that key catch or that uh, key pickup on third down for a first down to get them over the hump. And unfortunately for them, it hasn't happened enough this year, and that's why coming into the night's game, 
Uh, Elder sits 12th in the Harbins in, in, in Division Region 4 and coming in at 1-3. and three. Yeah, and Tom, you look at the stats from last week's game, and, and uh, all up and down, it's pretty evenly matched between a very, very strong St. X team, but not on the scoreboard. And, and it kind of reminds me of a lot of the other games that Elder just could not finish, uh, especially the Pick Central game. And, uh, you know, that, that was one of those games they played them very well. And, frankly, the St. Ed's game, even though the score was, was pretty uh, lopsided, they, they acquitted themselves well throughout the game with probably one of the top couple teams in the state. So uh, yeah. they have the ability to compete with anybody. They do. <clears throat> they do. And uh, tonight is going to be another example of there's such a small uh, window of opportunity for Elder, everything has to go right. They don't have a lot of room for mistakes and errors, and and that goes along with you know tackling, uh, and penalties. I mean tonight, uh, they can't have the holding penalty, and be first and twenty. Uh, they just it's just too tough for them to overcome, especially against a talented team, Steve. Uh, like the St. X Bombers. Right, and there's no doubt the St. X is just a, a very talented team. On, on the elder side, you know, w- what you're going to be hearing a lot tonight or, or what's in the, the minds. And, and then just before we went on air, just with one of the coaches out outside of the press box, elder's goal tonight is to hang. They want to hang around. To They want to be... They want to be viable going into the fourth quarter, much like they were against St. X of Louisville last week. They want to hang, but they want to complete, put, you know, four good quarters. And they feel like if they can hang around, be within striking distance or ahead, you know, that's going to be how they're going to win this game. They can't get behind early. And that's going to be difficult not to do. Bombers, you know, really come in here. um, They've scored 40 points in several games. This year, offensively, they've scored uh, in five games, 212 points, and uh, they've only allowed 47. So, you know, they're tough on both sides of the ball. Um, Said another way, they're averaging 42 and a half points on offense, and they're only giving up nine and a half points a game. So, so yeah. So there you go. You know, you know, tough on both sides of the ball, and, and just looking down the the. the the, the road, you know, obviously defending state champions, as you, you said, you know, whoever did their, their schedule this year was genius because they opened up with, with the first five games, four were on the road, one was here. Uh, the, they finish up with four at home and only one on the road. So that's the way you, you get your legs and your momentum going into the playoffs. Um, so, you know, very impressive there. But, um, you know, Brogan Mackay, we're going to hear a lot about tonight. Um, um, he's averaging uh, almost 190 uh, passing yards a, a game. And uh, those are first-half stats because in most of the games, they've had a running clock going in to, to uh, the, the, the second half. And uh, you know, they, they've had backups in and, and other people, you know, minding the store is Brogan Mackay. Um, you know, sits out, but he's over 70% completion rate and uh, 14 touchdowns. And uh, this was a jinx for uh, uh, Joe Burrow the other day when somebody said he's had zero picks and he threw three of them in a row. <laughs> so I'm going to maybe extend that jinx and say, you know, at this point, 14 touchdowns, zero picks. So, you know, you know do, do that. Um, see what happens with that. You know, last year, uh, Elder played uh, St. X twice. 
and uh, they, they lost in the regular season, 38 to 24. And then in in uh, the regional semifinals, uh, a game that just got out of hand. Uh, Elder was in it, and it, but it went going away it was 56 to 28. Uh, Saint X, who then obviously went on to win the state championship, very uh, quality program. But uh, you know, but well, you know, guys, the one thing that Doug mentions and talks about frequently is belief in themselves and confidence that he feels that he cannot get them to instill the confidence needed to finish a game and to put in a complete game. They put in brilliant plays. They've done extremely well, but then penalties and turnovers and things just kind of shoot them in the foot. I think that confidence is a key for tonight's game for the Panthers. They just have to play with a, a, I don't care, pin the ears back kind of swagger and yeah. see what happens. And what happens is that the yank come first, right? Right. So they need a victory. And, uh, you know, any one of those three games that I mentioned against top, top talent, two from the state of Ohio, one from the state of Kentucky, if they could have gotten at least one victory out of that, uh, they would have the confidence needed that when that play or that time comes during the game uh, that they can make the play. But we all know the story about Elder. On offense, they're led by uh, uh, Captain uh, quarterback Ben Hamilton, second in the GCL, 912 yards passing, 67% of completions with five touchdowns. And then the athlete, or the guy, the do-it-all guy for the Elder Panthers, another captain is senior Drew Ramsey, out of the slot, 36 catches, 465 yards and two touchdowns, which leads the GCL. And he's also rushed for 39 times for 149 yards and just shy of four yards per game. So those two players are what they need to, you know, continue on the offensive side of the ball. It's just that when they're going up against this very talented teams and saying next tonight, it's going to be just the same. Ben needs time to throw the ball. And uh, Luke Flowers, the, the uh, senior or the, yeah, the senior running back, uh, needs to hold the runs. Uh, but he's uh, fourth in the GCO in rushing at 199 yards. So they have the talent. It'll just be interesting to see tonight how they match up against a very, very talented defensive line for St. X and, and, and the offensive line for St. X and as well. And they need to put four quarters together, Tom and, and Mark. It's like, you know, last week they, they had a good middle game. You know, second, third quarters were, were fantastic. Uh, you know, they came out, as you said, you know, like, like they had lead boots on. The yeah, first quarter, yeah, it was, and then in the fourth quarter, things got out of hand. Like you said, Tom, they have the talent, um, they have the ability, they need the confidence. Well, you're listening to the Mer- Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show coming to you live out at St. X uh, RDI Field or RDI Stadium, Stadium. Balaban Field. I got to get that right now that they have sponsors for the place. Uh, we're going to take our first time out. We come out, we're going to look at this game in detail when we come back on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom from Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, head team physician for Elder High School. Due to COVID-19, 2020 has been an incredibly challenging year for all of us. But at Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, we never closed our doors. We immediately instituted extra screening, cleaning, and protective protocols for all our patients and associates, backed up by an outstanding hospital network of comprehensive care providers. We're available six days a week, including Saturday morning sports clinics. That's Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 6045 Bridgetown Road, 513-347-9999. Proud to support elder football. 
Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct choice is Coldwell Banker Realty. Their name has changed, but you can continue to expect the same service they provided in your community for many years. Coldwell Banker Realty is your West Side expert. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, knowledge, and agents that are equipped to handle all situations and allow buyers and sellers to succeed. Coldwell Banker Realty, 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com. Support the team that supports elder football. Joseph Toyota, located on Coleraine Avenue. You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Coleraine Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team! Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. And we are back here at St. X High where the Elder Panthers travel out to face the undefeated St. X Bombers tonight, guys. But there are a lot of other games we're going to be watching and keeping track of. Uh, this evening, I know one uh, Tom's LaSalle answers uh, take on Mahler tonight out at Norwood. That That's one that should be good. Of course, Mahler, Steve, getting off uh, their first loss last week to this bomber squad. Yeah, Mahler sitting at 4-1, and one, uh, and uh, they're hosting the game. I forget where where this game is. Norwood. Norwood. Nor- yeah. Norwood. Um, that's a, a, it's a one-sided stadium, so everybody's going to be all in, in in, in, in one one spot, but um, you know LaSalle and Mueller, you know LaSalle is going to be looking to, to you know you know get get a first GCL win and, and start moving towards you know the GCL title and uh, you know LaSalle's got a really good team this year. They've won the last two meetings uh, against Mueller. Uh, they won last year 27-25 at the Gun in regular season. So um, you know Mueller's going to try to get their feet under them. Uh, it's a GCL game, so just like this game, it's going to be very exciting all around. And Moeller comes off the big loss at say next last week. LaSalle was at home hosting Louisville DuPont Manual, and that was back and forth. LaSalle coming out on top 28-24. to 24. The reason I bring up that score is Elder's uh, – team last week, Louisville St. X is going to play DuPont Manual in a couple weeks. It'll be interesting to scoreboard watch to see yeah. for some comparison scores there. Who else we got? Uh, G- GMC action, the Division One Lakota West, uh, you know, one of the teams that there is going to be, you know, the cream of the crop when you get down and probably be hosting a playoff game. Um, they, they've, they lost their first game uh, to the St. X Bombers that we're playing tonight, and then they've, they've rattled off four in a row. Um, and uh, the, the, against May, they're playing Mason tonight, and uh, the, they won la- uh, the last two outings in this uh, matchup, uh, 14 to six in 2019, and 21 to nothing um, la- last year against Mason. That game was uh, seven to nothing going in to the fourth. So the Comets are going to give uh, 
you know, the, the Thunderbirds or Firebirds or whatever they Firebirds. are. Or, yeah, Firebirds, uh, you know, yeah, it's right there in front of me, all that they can handle. Uh, uh, in the, in ECC action, uh, Milford and Winton Woods, Milford 4-1, uh, f- uh, um, they, they face Winton Woods. Winton Woods uh, beat uh, Milford last year by 35, so you know, kind of see how, how, how this one straightens itself out. Um, you know, south of the border, uh, Cooper and Covington Catholic are, are playing, and uh, they've only played each other since 2017. You know, two schools. Uh, Covington Catholic has won all six matchups, so kind of see see where that goes. And um, you know, Highlands Dixie, that's a, a, a that's an in region. I don't know. I can't remember if they're R5 or, or, or but it's a, a, um, they have the two two of the best uh, quarterbacks in uh, northern Kentucky uh, between Highlands and Dixie Heights. So there should be a lot of fireworks in that game. Yeah. And uh, the one other thing I want to mention, uh, there are eight undefeated teams coming into this weekend, St. X, McNick, Baden, LaSalle, depending on how you want to count the the, 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 the academy, academy, IMG yeah. academy thing, uh, uh, Wyoming Kings, Hughes, and then Brossard south of the border. And then there are eight winless teams coming into the, this week. Um, Middletown, Oak Hills, Lebanon, uh, Clark, uh, St. Bernard, Elmwood Place, Goshen, Simon Kenton, and Newport. The interesting thing is Oak Hills and Lebanon are, are uh, Division One, Region Four teams, and um, the, uh, Lebanon's only scheduled to play nine games this year, so I don't know how that that racks up if they go 0 and 9 and Oak Hills goes 0 and 10. So both teams are struggling to get a win uh, to get them on the board for the playoffs. So the so, so right now this is a, they're racing. For I believe the number sixteen slot in the playoffs. Yeah, I noticed that they're both tied for number sixteen now at, yeah. at Ofer, and as uh, a West Sider and grew up right behind Oak Hills High School, I'm hoping a little upset over Princeton tonight would uh, might uh, yeah, yeah. give them the magic they need. Uh, to, you know, we we grew up right behind Oak Hills, and, and I always root for Oak Hills. Uh, I w- you know wish their football program would you know turn it around and and, and, uh, you know, and make. Just quickly to answer your question, a nine-game schedule or a ten-game schedule being a denominator, zero wins is zero wins, and zero wins is still zero points. So I think that's we, that's how it is. No kills needs to get one. Right. So, well, so uh, Joe Harmon question, if you're uh, on assignment somewhere, uh, maybe uh, – uh, Tom Kennedy can, can get the question to you. If uh, Oak Hills and Lebanon both go over, who gets the 16th spot? Joe Harbin is out uh, scouting down in Tennessee uh, right now. So, uh, well, let's look at tonight's game. Uh, uh, guys, uh, Steve, let's, let's go to you first and look at the Bombers. Uh, uh, obviously, there's so many things to talk about. Coming in this game undefeated, uh, the only undefeated team uh, in in. Well, uh, well, well, GCL South, South. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, LaSalle, depending, yeah, again, the IMG uh, thing, yeah. But, um, you know, they have, you know, an all-state quarterback in Brogan McKay. Um, he's uh, uh, 63 for for 89, 70.8% uh, completion rate. Um, he's he's uh, thrown for 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions, as we say. Uh, he can spread the ball around. He's got a lot of good receivers. Uh, Terry McFarland being his leading receiver with 20 receptions. Uh, Max Clare uh, right behind him with 13 receptions. And uh, Jamie Farrar and uh, Charles Kellum out of the backfield, both with nine receptions. They can get the ball moving. They have a shutdown defense. Um, and and uh, 
Mason Romiller, a, a good field goal kicker. His uh, he hasn't done it a lot, but he's uh, he's got one field goal for 27 yards, and uh, he's almost Mr. Automatic for uh, extra points. He's uh, 29 for 30 this year. So uh, you know they got a good kicking game, um, and, and uh, you know running back wise, Charles Kellum, he, he's the workhorse with. Uh, 86 runs for 416 yards. Keys for St. X in this game is, is get off to a quick start and don't let Elder hang. And I wrote this before I was uh, listening to the Elder coaches talking about wanting to be, be hanging around. They need to take care of the ball, no turnovers. They've not been a sloppy team that way all year, and I think that's the way they need to go tonight. And uh, my, my third key is always for the other team, uh, you know, watch out for number 12 tonight. Watch out for number 15 because uh, uh, Drew Ramsey has switched jerseys for the game. All right, Tom, uh, let's uh, look at the Panthers. And uh, uh, you said it before, uh, we need a complete game. We need to play yeah. four quarters. And uh, uh, what's your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, I got some keys uh, going into this game. Uh, it's going to be Elder's offensive line versus St. X's uh, defensive line. Uh, St. X comes in with the top three uh, sack leaders in the GCL. Cummings has five and a half. Uh, Lions has three, and Riley has two. So that's going to put pressure on Elder's offensive line. Uh, seniors Will Singler, Jack Connors, the returning starters, are going to do a, need to do a bang-up job to kind of slow down that, that pass rush. And then... Uh, the playmakers continue to need to make plays for the Elder Panthers. Uh, of course, Drew Ramsey and Ben Hamilton. Uh, Andrew Harp had a nice breakout game last week uh, as a wide receiver position. And, and Luke Flowers, the, the fine senior running back, <clears throat> just around 200 yards and, and four touchdowns, needs to continue uh, uh, pounding the holes for some big gains. And then Mikey Kirsch, <clears throat> the tight end, uh, utilize him a little bit more because uh, they're going to need short passes and the tight end could be very valuable for that. Uh, like I said a little bit earlier, small margin of error uh, for the Elder Panthers. They need to eliminate the penalties. Can't afford the first and 20s like I mentioned. They have to tackle better, cut down on the mistakes. Uh, too many mistakes up until this point make it they're very difficult to win, especially against good teams. Uh, stay on track and make it manageable down the distance and extend the game, if you will. So keep possession as long as they can so they don't have to turn the ball over and try to shorten the game from that standpoint. Elder's defense needs to slow down uh, St. X's offense. Uh, Brandon McKay, like Steve said, hasn't thrown a, uh, an interception yet. Make sure we say it enough times here. He hasn't <laughs> thrown an interception yet. So uh, Elder's secondary uh, has done a nice job. Uh, Zach Goodekunst, he's got uh, two interceptions. And uh, so they're vulnerable there. They need to turn them over. And, and then uh, we always say uh, the short field, uh, Elder needs to do a good job of getting the short field and getting some turnovers. It's a robbery game. There's no surprises. Uh, uh, there's no consolation for close losses. And Doug Ramsey's well aware of that. The schedule actually gets easier you know, after this week, but they have to play tonight's game and see if they can pull the upset tonight. All right, I'm looking down on the field. It looks like it's time for uh, Arlen Harvey to talk with Coach Doug Ramsey. Let's head down the field right now. Lenny? Well, thanks, Mark. I'm joined on the field by Elder Head Coach Doug Ramsey. And, Coach, you fell behind early last week, fought back, took the lead, then fell to that good Louisville team last week. 
Yeah, we did. We, uh, you know, as we were talking about before, we just kind of came off the bus and we slept, walked through the first quarter and got ourselves in, 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 in a big hole. But then we really, we, we played very well in the second, third quarters. I mean, we dominated the game. And then, and then for whatever in the fourth quarter, we just, again, we kind of reverted to where we were in the first quarter. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't complete a pass. We couldn't run the ball. And, and defensively, we stopped tackling. And, and, you know, with six minutes to go in the game, we're winning. You know, and, and, and we end up losing by, by two scores. But, you know, there were some good things from it. And, we, you know, and that's, that's been our whole, whole thing this week. We just we got to put together four quarters. You know, we, we've, we've had games this year where we've played well for a quarter, for a half, you know, those kinds of things. We, we need to put a four-quarter game together and, and see how good we can really be. That leads into the next question. You know, at two and three so far, how do you see this team so far through halfway, more than halfway through the season? Now? Well, you know, I, I, honestly, if we'd be three and two right now playing the people we've played, I'd say we, 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 we're in good shape. You know, we're, we're, we're a win away from being like, hey, three and two against a tough schedule, you know, and, and we had opportunities to do that, you know. So, so look, we just, we, we it's, it's almost like we lack confidence, you know. I, I think I think maybe, you know, the schedule was maybe a little too much for this team early, you know, being so many guys who hadn't played a lot. Um, but, you know, and, and that's another thing this week we, we, we talked about, just just having fun and playing. There's no pressure. There's no pressure on you in this game. Nobody expects you to win the game. We just need to go out and play, have a good time, and, and, and get things rolling in, in, in a positive direction. And the GCL South game, it's got to give extra motivation to the kids also. Well, sure it does. You know, you're now in the league plan. You're playing X, who's won a whole bunch of games in a row. And, you know, we had two tough games with them last year. And, you know, it, it's, it's obviously great rivalry. And, and, and you know, and that's the other part of this. You know, we're, we're, we're two and three, but our goals are still intact. You know, we don't we don't talk about being undefeated. Like winning GCL. And, and the only way you're going to win a GCL is just beat X. You know, so you got your chances right here. And, and we'll see what we can do. Now, CNX Corps has been very impressive. They're 5-0. and What should we look for from them? Well, a lot of things. Offensively, they're very, very, very good. Um, you know, I, I think the thing about them, uh, more than anything, is they don't have a weakness anywhere. Their offensive line is big and physical and good. Their quarterback's a very good player. They've got good receivers. Their running back's a good player. Defensively, their front guys are good. Linebackers, second. I mean, there's not like a lot of times you can go in a game and you can say that guy or that guy, they, you know, that's a guy we can go after. They don't have guys like that. They're, they're, they're just very solid all over the place. And, uh, and that's what makes it so difficult to play them this year. Yeah, they've got a lot of returning players, too, which a lot of experience. Sure, and they got, they're, they, they're, they, they're starting 19 seniors. You know, uh, on offense, I think there's one lineman that's a junior, best is a senior on defense. Their nose tackles a, a sophomore, and one linebacker is a junior. And the rest of those guys are seniors. And a lot of those guys are experienced seniors, too. And, uh, of course, you know, with this situation, we always talk about the keys to the game, and that's not turn the ball over, right? Well, we can't. You know, we, we but we, we, you know, a big key for offense is, is early downs. You know, we, we if, if you know, Moeller last week got into so many third and tens, and they were in trouble. You know, we, we, we've got to be in a situation where we're third and five or less. So our big downs are first and second down. You know, it doesn't have to be, you get three yards on first and three yards on second, you know, then, then you got a very makeable uh, third down situation. If you're third and 10, third and 11, it's going to be really hard. Health-wise, everybody good tonight? Yeah, unfortunately, we lost Nicholas Papp last week. You know, he, he, he's, he's done for the season, and that's 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 a big blow because, you know, this is his third year playing. You know, he, he was he was playing as a sophomore, and um, you know, so it, it's 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 one of those it's 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 heartbreaking thing. You know, injuries are always bad, but it's when 
when, when you you know a kid that works as hard as he does and has the success that he's had, and, and, and just the finality of it in, in, in week five is is tough. But you know, we it, it happens in football, and guys gotta we got good guys to step up and play. Next step up, but it's tough for place with a top tackler like. It sure is. Yeah, he was he was leading tackler, and so you know it's that's that's uh, that's a big big shoes to fill. Well, thanks, Coach, and good luck tonight. You're listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, Elder Class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit, and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every Elder football game, no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora and Go Panthers. This is Father Michael Mary Dosh from St. Gertrude in Madeira. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by the Urology Group, the Lucian Shoster Team with Morgan Stanley, Hoving Realtors, Brosart Pharmacy, Fuller Information Systems, Ron's Roost, Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker Realty, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Joseph Chevrolet, Wardway Fuels, Robert Jones Plumbing, Red Wing Shoes, Artist Senior Living Bridgetown, Hemlock Hills Cabin Rentals of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Cooper Electric, and Rooster's Wings. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. Well, good Friday evening and welcome to week six of the 2021 high school football season on the Prep Sports Radio Network. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal. And tonight, from RDI Stadium, Balaban Field at St. Xavier High School, the Prep Sports Radio Network, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week. Live around Cincinnati, you're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world at dhsports.com and the Sacred Heart Radio app. Tonight, it's the two and three Elder Panthers taking on the unbeaten 5-0 and St. Xavier Bombers. Elder comes in after losing at St. Xavier, 31-21. Elder fell behind early, 14-0. Actually took the lead in the fourth and then uh, fell behind. Drew Ramsey had a solid game with eight catches for 135 yards. St. X, meanwhile, they come in at 5-0 after beating Moeller, 49-16. They led by senior quarterback Brogan Mackay, and their head coach is Steve Speck. The Wardway Fuels game time temperature is a gorgeous 70 degrees. Wardway Fuels provides heating, oiling, Oil and propane for the home and business needs. Gas grills and pool supplies are also available, including parts and service. Wardway Fuels, located at the corner of Glenway and Bridgetown Road at 513-574-0061. And Phil Bengal, another tough game as we get ready to start this one. The Panthers get to open up GCL South play tonight. St. X, like you said, opened up last week. 
And the thing that it really is there, without saying, getting into any cliches or anything like that, the Panthers really have a big task this week. This is a high-powered St. X offense. Their defense is really going to have to to be really on it with their game plan tonight. So look for Elder to be doing some different stuff on defense and trying to really contain this X offense to give Elder's offense a chance to be in this football game. Mason Rollmeller will kick off from right to left for St. Xavier, all in blue tonight with the white numbers. Elder in the road white jerseys. And the kickoff is going to bounce a little bit. Drew Ramsey, who's wearing number 15 tonight for Nick Paff. Now the 15 to the 20, and Ramsey gets to the 24-yard line. Right around the 25 is where Elder starts. Let's talk about that for a second, Phil, about him wearing 15 to honor Nick Paff, who got hurt last week. Yeah, Nicholas Paff went down with with knee injury last week and be, you know, out for the remainder of the season, but one of the captains, guy that's it's really a, a big leader, so the Panthers will be honoring him as the season goes on, but, you know, he's still going to be a vocal leader on the sidelines and be right where he can be, just enough out of harm's way, I'm sure, but he'll be on the sidelines and just as much into it as, as his teammates. They'll set up with two wide receivers to the left side and one to the right. Hamilton shotgun situation setting up at the 20, and now looks and pitches to the left side for Flowers. Flowers crosses the 20 to the 25, and he's out of bounds at the 27-yard line. Eli Kirk on the tackle for St. Xavier. Yeah, trying to get that outside edge. Will Jansen was trying to, to, to really curve that edge for the Panthers, and he just couldn't get his shoulder squared up on that linebacker, and he's able to shed him. So it was a positive gain, but not, not enough. Uh, you know, that they wanted to get on that play where, where Hamilton's reading the defense, making that quick read. Second down and eight for the Panthers. They'll spot it at the 27-yard line, 11.46 to go, opening quarter. Two wide receivers to the left. Now three to the right on a bunch situation, empty backfield. They go in motion with Kirch. And now back is Hamilton at his 18. Looks to throw, and he's got a blitz, and he's going to be sacked at the 21 yard line and a loss ben on Hamilton the play I think he play. got uh, that was uh, 45 Sean Riley got the tackle is, uh, on that but uh, tough tough break the pocket collapsed quickly a couple of bombers were able to get in and, and Hamilton kind of he stepped up and was looking left looking to make a read but before that Riley like you said got in and got the got the sack and that's going to be the question tonight too is how does this this offensive line which everybody keeps saying they're a little undersized or whatnot but that doesn't matter you just use your body the right way get between the guys use your shoulders so they have to come up big here on third down third and 14 they spotted at the 20 a little moving in from actually comes the blitz and hamilton back to throw and he's going to be leveled back at the 10 yard line and St. Xavier just licking their chops on that blitz. Yeah, St. Xavier went man-to-man on that coverage and brought everybody else. They went ahead and just put the pressure. Every single lineman, every single back had a hat on a hat. So there was no way to help off for anybody, anybody to chip. And they just looked like the line was on skates, really, and Ben Hamilton nowhere to go. So the Panthers are going to have to punt. Drew Ramsey's going to be out here in his own end zone. And he will, and Varansky back at his 45-yard line. Uh, at the elder 45-yard line, check that with 10:25, and Ramsey will kick it. It's going to be a long kick, and it's going to take him back to the 50. And now setting up at the 45 to the 30, uh, right around the 42-yard line as they. That was Alex Kemper on the return, rather, as he got it. So this game is brought to you by. Artist Senior Living, when caring for a loved one with memory care issues, you need a partner like Artist Senior Living, 5799 Bridgetown Avenue. They understand when a person's memory fades, the core of a person's identity and their passions remain the same. That is the 
foundation of the artist's way, a refreshing different approach to memory care assisted living. Call them in Western Hills at 832 10-17 left in the opening quarter. And St. Xavier starting with short field. They started at the elder 42-yard line. Mackay under center. They go in motion with Early. Erie, rather. And he's set up now to give to the right side is Kellum. Kellum now 30, and he's inside the 30 to the 28-yard line. A gain of 14 on first down. Saw them walking through that play earlier before the game started, uh, before Elder even got here. Just just a little bit of a just outside, just kind of a counter play and seeing what they can pick and kick it up. But they're able to just run that ball right outside, pick up the first down, you know, Kellum easily gets out there until the Panthers are able to bring him down. They line up with one wide receiver to the right and Jimmy Ryan. They go under center Mackay. Two wide receivers to the left side and they go in motion now with Erie. Again the fake and now the give to Kellum. Kellum inside the 25 and he gets tackled right at the 25 and Chris Cameron got him first along it looked like with uh, Georgia's. They were able to break down good open field tackle. I mean, that's one of the things you have to do with a good back is make sure when you meet him, you break down first guy there, wrap him up, let somebody else come in and clean up. Like you said, Cameron did a great job of that. So instead of it being the big first down pickup, it's a short gain on second. Second and eight, they'll spot it at the 25-yard line. They go to the right side with two wide receivers, two to the left. Now shotgun for Mackay. Mackay to the right throws. It's complete to the tight end inside the 15 to about the 12-yard line. And that was uh, big Joey number 88 on the, uh, on the, on the catch. And, and he got that on a broken play. But Wassler got the... Tyler reception. On the stop. Yeah, Tyler McCoy Burnham and Bartley Thomas. Thomas. I mean, they were on the defensive stop, but it was more of a it was more of a catch and fall backwards on that one. They really didn't bring anything. Wasser came downfield. He's a big end out there, so he looked for him to be a target as they get as they're in the red zone here. First and ten at the twelve yard line. McCoy into center. He's got Cullum in the backfield. The fake and now the give up the middle, and they're going to give it to Cullum, and he gets to now the ten yard line. A gain of about two on there. Kelsey Chevrolet is your Westside full-service Chevy dealership. They're proud supporter of Elder Sports on the radio. Now at Kelsey Chevrolet, lifetime powertrain protection. See Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at Kelsey Chevrolet, Route 50 in Lawrenceburg, or at KelseyChev.com. No score, 828 to go here in the opening quarter. St. Xavier, though, in the red zone. Uh, They've got the ball at the Elder 10-yard line. It'll be second down and eight. Two wide receivers to the left. They pitch it directly to Kellum, and he goes to the 10, and he gets out to the four-yard, actually the six-yard line, but there's a flag down back at the 12. Yeah, that's going to come back on holding. Everybody tried to get on their tracks and zone block to the right, but a couple of Panthers were able to get in front of the linemen, so they started grabbing cloth as quick as they could so Kellum could get out there. But good, good, good throw there by the officials to catch that one, so that's going to mark him back. And this is what we talked about. You know, they talked about it in pregame, and I kind of mentioned it early on, too, is this is what Elder has to do. I mean, now X is driving, 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 but if they can force this so that Roe Miller has to come out and just get three on this, that that's a win when they've been so successful. And he'll mark it second and 20 now, back at the 22-yard line. Shotgun formation. Mackay in the backfield. He has Charles Kellum to his left. And now looking back at his 30, the throw, it's complete to Kellum at the 20. He's down to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, and he runs to the pylon, but he's out of bounds at the 1-yard line. 
Charles Kellum, a, a little bit of, a lot of uh, power on Charles Kellum there. Yeah, Gudikons tried to get to him but couldn't force him out on the sideline. And then finally, Bartley Thomas forces him out, but not until they get to the one. So here, you got to assume they're probably just going to give this ball to Kellum and just kind of run it straight at you. I'll mark it first and goal at the one-yard line. They go with Kellum and the direct snap. He's going to take it himself. Goes into the end zone for the touchdown. So St. Xavier Bombers didn't take long on that drive. They started at the Elder 42-yard line and went in for the score. They lead it 6-0, penning this extra point after the Kellum one-yard run. Panthers do a good job of forcing them back, but then the Bombers get that big pickup with Kellum to take them to the one, and at that point you just know that their offensive line just got so much more meat on it that they were going to take it to them. So the Panthers had an opportunity to, to keep them out of the end zone. And those are the opportunities they have to capitalize on as this game goes on. Roll Miller will look to add the extra point. The Bombers with a 6-0 lead, 7.58 to go in the opening quarter. After the one-yard run by Kellum, here comes the snap. It's a high one, and the kick is up. And this one is good. So it's 7.58 to go in the opening quarter in St. Xavier. Seven and Elder nothing. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schoester Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Elder Football and Sacred Heart Radio is supported by Affordable Concrete Specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs. Nobody else wants to do no job too small. 513-305-6777. 513-305-6777. Welcome back to Balaban Field in RDI Stadium at St. Xavier High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal back here. And it's 7-0 St. Xavier with 7.58 to go in the opening quarter. Charles Kellum capped off a 42-yard drive with a one-yard touchdown run after he had a 22-yard completion down to the one earlier. Hey, Kellum is just, just adding on to his, you know, his, his stats so far. I mean, coming into this game, I mean, he's got 416, he had 416 yards rushing. She knew he was comfortable in 11 touchdowns, so just to add another one to his belt on that. Ramsey takes it at the one. Now to the five, to the ten. He's out to the 15 and gets tackled at the 16-yard line as uh, Eli Kirk made the tackle, and the Panthers will have to start back a little bit further. Is your phone system putting your business on hold? You can cut costs, get features like text, video meetings, and cloud storage, and pay less than you're paying now. Call Elder grad Tom Waltner at Fuller Information Technology for a free evaluation, or check them out on the web at fullerinfotech.com. And 7.52 remain in this one in the first quarter. 7 nothing St. Xavier. Elder starting not in uh, ideal conditions at the 17-yard line. Going to have to do a little bit better, uh, get the get a first down here. They'll set up with Ramsey in the backfield. He's uh, wearing number 15 tonight. And he gets across and gets to the 15, and he's out to the 19-yard line, a gain of a couple on first down. He got positive yardage, which is good. And I think they can get a little bit more on those draws as you start to kind of figure out who's blitzing where and moving a football. The key for this drive, I think, is don't go three and out. You can't 
exhaust your defense. you got to give them a break if you're hoping for them to keep you in this football game, stopping that X offense. Right now, Elder's got to do something, move this football, you know, make X's defense work and see what they can do. So the offensive line up front, it's really key that they execute their blocks. Harp is to the left side. They go Kirch in motion. Shotgun this time for Hamilton with two to the right. He moves left. He's back at his, his 10, now looks to run. He's got two men in his face. Throws it to the sidelines for Ramsey. Is that complete? And I think it is right at the 19-yard line. Not much, but but it's better than the alternative, which would have been a sack. A quick rollout. Mikey Kirsch did a good job protecting on the outside, but just nothing developed downfield quick enough. And by the time stuff started to develop, Hamilton was already, instead of pursuing the, the, the line of scrimmage, he was starting to drop back towards the, towards the numbers on the sideline. So it just – Stuff has to, the receivers got to get open so that as these quick passes are intended, that they have to be able to be there for Hamilton to make that pass. They're going to go with four wide receivers. They've got Ray kind of in the, the right side, and they set up now Hamilton at his 10 to throw down the field, looking for a man, and it's incomplete. Justin Ray had a chance, and he got it to uh, just his hands on it, but incomplete. Yeah, and that ball, just Justin Ray, like you said, just not there. And they're going to have to bring out the punting unit. Ben Hamilton again, that was a quick three-step drop and toss for such a long pass, and he had pressure in his face. So Ramsey's going to be back to punt again. So that defense is going to be asked to come back to the task pretty quick. 6.57 to go in the opening quarter. 7 nothing Bombers. Bombers going to get it back again in good field position. Ramsey back and... He'll set up at the 10. It's a swift kick, and it's just going to bounce, and it keeps going into uh, St. Xavier territory. This time a good return across the 45 into Elder territory at the 44. And Kemper again with a good return and good field position for St. Xavier at the Elder 44-yard line. Portion of tonight's game are sponsored by Financial Advisors Adam Schoester, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schoester Smith team, and Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management, planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schoester, certified financial planner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. remain in this first quarter. The Bombers with a first and ten on the Elder 43. Two wide receivers to the right side. Mackay under center. They've got McKellum in the backfield. And now look, the fake to Kellum. Looks to the right. Got a pressure. Can't get him. Throws it down the field. Incomplete. Right around the 28-yard line, but uh, no good. And then good rush as it looked like in the back here that Bartley Thomas had a chance at him. Bartley Thomas just took too, too shallow of a rush. He really gave up that outside control. He was blitzing, assuming that Kellum was going to get the football. And they go ahead and run that 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 hard boot out, and he was just too too shallow, so it was real easy uh, for X to get outside, but still nothing happened because his, the pressure was rushed and the coverage was really good downfield. They'll set up with a second and 10 at the 43 of Elder, 639 remaining in the first quarter, 7-0 Bombers on top. Shotgun for Mackay, one wide receiver. Now they go the big tight end to the right. And looks, and it's going to be McCullum, and he's going to be back, and it's going to be a loss back at the 45-yard line. And uh, uh, Samari Freeman, among others, got a hand on it. Yeah, Samari Freeman in there, Tyler McCoy, as the Panthers just jumped that real real quick. But here we go with X, a quick cuddle, and the Panthers are subbing guys on and off the field. Yeah, this is uh, tough, and they'll go three wide to the right. They go empty backfield. Mackay now sets up on this third and 11. Throws it down the field and throws it. It's complete to the sidelines, but Bartley Thomas got him to the sidelines, 
and that was a Jay Farrer uh, on the reception for St. Xavier. I think as I count that up, as those substitutions were taking place, Panthers only had 10 guys on the field. So it was a, a little bit of a tough one there. Not enough rushers and not enough coverage, but X, they know that X is going to do this quick huddle, so the defense just has to be ready. First and 10 for the Bombers. They set up at the 33 of Elder. It's Mackay now looks to throw to the side, and it is complete, but not much doing for Max Clare uh, as uh, good defense by the Panthers. As Gutekunst getting in there on that tackle, just got him by the by the shoelaces and brought him down for a short gain. Uh, that's what they need. As they try to go that quick huddle, they're going to try to hit those quick ones because you're you're still going over your coverages. So I think this week, you know, the Panthers worked on making their calls early and kind of running their own little defensive sugar huddle. And McFarland lines up as a wide receiver to the right. It's one to the left side. They go under center. They go now far in motion. Makai gives to Kellum. Kellum back at his 35, now to the 30, and he gets to the 25, and he's out of bounds at the 23-yard line. Chris Cameron had to come up and make the tackle. And that's coming back on that one. That's going to be a hold. Bartley Thomas got through the line, but wasn't able to make the play on Kellum because, I mean, his, his back of his jersey was, was going backwards. He made a good job getting through. So here, here's the Panthers' defense that got a chance. They're pushing the Bombers back towards the middle of the field. Really make them, you know, suffer this. Have to either kick the ball to him or bring Roe Miller out uh, and hopefully get a field goal. But even with, with Roe Miller, I mean, it's a little bit out of his range right now. His longest field goal is only, he's only kicked one this year, 27 yards. So you could, right now, long second down, make it difficult. So they got a long third. Yeah, I was looking at kick return stats. Uh, they haven't given up a lot of touchdowns. So they haven't had the, they haven't caught a lot of kick returns. So that's kind of uh, kind of interesting how St. Xavier. 7 nothing Bombers on top, 520 to go here in the opening quarter. This game is brought to you by Ron Roos Restaurant and Pub, Western Landmark for over 60 years on Race Roads in Bridgetown. Ron Roos, it's clucking good. They set up now with these second and 18 now. And now Makai back at his 48. The throw, it's complete to the side, and it's complete to the 31-yard line. Max Clare gets the reception. And Georges, Yako Georges got the got the uh, stop there. Let's finish Ron's Roost and Restaurant. They are proud to support elder football besides the city's best fried chicken. The Roost is also, they feature barbecued ribs, sour broaden, burgers and wings, and homemade Saratoga chips and cream pies, but we'll set up a third and seven now for Mackay as they go quickly. Throws it down the field. He's got a man, and it's incomplete. Good defense by Chris Camera. Actually, check that. That was uh, not Chris Camera. I get you know you always think when it, you see a two out there that it's Chris Camera, but it was actually Coleman. Uh, Nicholas Coleman made the made the uh, knock that away. So we'll set up now for a third down and seven. They got it at the 30 of Elder. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Makai, shotgun formation with Kellum in his backfield. And now looking to set up and, oh, they're going to see here they got another flag down. And it's going to go back. So a false start for St. Xavier. Yeah, false start there on this, on this fourth down. So I think this kind of pushes them back in the decision if they want to go ahead and possibly – you know, pooch kick this football, but they still have, you know, the offensive unit out there. Elder's got nobody back deep, but they got, I mean, they got guys split out everywhere. They got four out right now. Fourth and a dozen. They'll mark it back and at the 35-yard line. They go too wide to the right. Kellum goes in motion now. He becomes a receiver to the right. Looking left is Mackay. Down the field, looking. A man open, and he overthrows. He had McFarland wide open, 
and threw it about five yards over his head. Yeah, and that play really was McFarland was trying to run just a, a kind of a, a double move. He, he almost like ran his route, stopped, stood for a second, and then tried to break away again to see if they could possibly catch Elder's defensive backs sleeping, but they stayed on it, and Makai just overthrew that football to the back of the end zone. So Elder's defense gets the stop. This is what they need. Now Elder's offense, best field position they've had all night. Now they need to move this football and see if they can, you know, counteract this and get the ball into the end zone and tie this one up before we go to the end of the first. First and ten for the Panthers. They'll mark it at the 30-yard line, the best field position so far. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. They go Hamilton back at his 27, throws it down the field of Flowers. It's complete, but there's a flag down. He's got it at the St. Xavier 45. The flag is at the 32, but what are they going to call here, Phil? I think you're going to say an eligible man downfield for the Panthers. Yeah, this one's going to come back. And I'm going to try to do this spot for the third time. Ron's Roost Restaurant and Pub, a Westside landmark for over 60 years. They, they are proud to support elder football besides the city's best fried chicken. The Roost also features barbecued ribs, sour broughton, burgers, wings, homemade Saratoga chips, coleslaw, and cream pies. Enjoy the patios, 20 TVs every day for lunch or dinner, dining or carry out. Race Road in Bridgetown. Ron's Roost. It's fucking good. Finally got through that one. <laughs> so the Panthers, they get a big game there on first down with, with Flowers, but then it's called back on, a, on an eligible man downfield. And I, I I thought the ball w- w- was a it was a quick throw. I thought it went out pretty fast. So I, I, did, I didn't really catch it there, I, but I was looking downfield at Flowers, so it could have easily happened. First and 15 from the 30. Hamilton back at his 21. He gets hammered. Throws it down the field. It is and intercepted. Let's see. No. Did yep. he get it? He got intercepted right at but the 38. There's going to be a roughing the passer here. And so it's going to come back. On saying actually going to come back. He got hit right in the helmet. Uh, ben Hamilton did. Yeah, wait. The, they, they already called the PA set a first down, but their flag is still at the 20-yard line, and it's going, roughing the passer, as you said, Phil, and, of course, you were right. Yeah, you could see it as soon as Ben Hamilton was getting pressure from the outside on the block as, as St. X tried to reach in. And, unfortunately, I mean, it wasn't intentional, but, he, you know, when they were defense line reached in, they got their big paw, and it just smacked Ben Hamilton right in the helmet. And that's going to be a roughing penalty as he was getting rid of that football. So that, that takes away that interception and moves the ball for the Panthers. And the Panthers get a break there, so uh, they will uh, – Move the football. Let's see where they finally will spot it. Yeah, they went, took the ball back yeah. to the original line of scrimmage. Now yeah. they're moving at 15. Finally, at the 45-yard line, the Panthers will have it in their best field position of the game. They're down 7 to nothing. A one-yard run by Charles Kellum uh, for St. Xavier capped off a 42-yard drive, and that uh, gave the Bombers a 7 nothing lead in the first quarter. And that's where we are right now. The Panthers will line up wide with two to the left and one to the right side. Hamilton back at his 40-yard line in the shotgun formation and throws it now to the side. It's complete, and it's Harp at the 42 of St. Xavier, or 43. Let's see what they mark it. Great job, Ben Hamilton there. Put that ball in, in, in Flyer's gut and pulled it right out, and Harp just running a, a timing round. I mean, he's just running down the field right on the numbers and turned right as that ball was there, made a tough catch in traffic. So the Panthers get the move to the good side of the 50. First and 10 at the St. Xavier 42-yard line for the Panthers. Two wide left, one to the right. Kirch goes in motion. Shotgun is Hamilton. He gives it to Flowers. Flowers inside the 40 and right around the 39-yard line. A gain of three for Luke Flowers. 
So guys up front for the Panthers, alive, doing a pretty good job right now. You just got to give uh, protection, short protection, quick passes, and then on these runs, just get enough so that the Panthers can pick up two, three yards. You know, it doesn't have to be these gigantic gains, you know, huge blocks. Just keep moving the football, and, and that's going to be the key here is you, you got your stop. Now you want to make sure you can put this ball into the end zone. They actually didn't give them the spot at the 39, a bad spot at the 40-yard line. So it's a second down and eight for the Panthers. Two wide left, two wide right. They go set up now with Jensen going in motion. Shotgun for Hamilton. Hamilton, actually, it's Ramsey. Ramsey pitches to Flowers. The 40, he gets to the 36-yard line. A gain of four for Luke Flowers on the left pitch by Drew Ramsey. Flowers just using that speed out there on the edge, just just really taking off. It looked like he was he was running a little bit one on one with uh, with Kemper at times out there, but he just was able to take off and use his speed to his advantage. So the Panthers uh, a third and a third and three here, and in good in a good spot on the 35. This is a big conversion, but you got to feel like they're going to go for it on fourth down from this point. Oh, too. absolutely! I was going to say you got two downs here, two wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Hamilton back in a quarterback. They set up with Jensen to the, to the left side, and now looking, it's going to be Hamilton. He's going to run it, and he doesn't get back to the 35. Going to be at the 36-yard line. Might have lost the yard there. So it'll be fourth down coming up in about four now, Phil. And that's what we're talking about with those those draws. It, it's not enough to just try to get your guy to set up field. you got to turn your shoulders. If you stay square, he can slide off to the inside once he sees the ball. You got to if you're not gonna, you know, be larger than a guy enough to get into his numbers. You got to at least turn and kind of create and make yourself a wall so that that defender just can't slide right in front of you. Fourth down and four for the Panthers. They set up at the 36. They go two, three wide now to the right, one to the left side. They go in motion with Flowers, looking as Hamilton throws it to Flowers. It's complete to the 30, to the 25, and he gets to the 22-yard line of St. Xavier. It's a positive yards for Luke Flowers of 14 yards. And the Panthers overloaded that right side. Ramsey was out there. Flowers is out there. And, and basically by dumping it off the Flowers, Ramsey becomes your lead blocker to, to make some of the first hits out there. Uh, in the flats, and then basically the Panthers pick up a quick, easy first down and move it, and that's not what X was expecting. I no. think X was expecting they were going to try to run the football up the middle, so good job by the Panthers. Ramsey and Klusman to the left, and Harp to the right. Shotgun for Hamilton on his first and 10 at the 22. The throw to the right side is complete inside to Harp at the 15-yard line. So that's Harp again, just getting outside. And just You can see it's a lot of quick hitters that are taking place right now. Just those quick passes, Ben Hamilton getting back and setting and getting the ball out. So I think the, the key, again, is going to be for the Panthers as X starts to figure that out is pay attention that we're not getting guys jumping those routes. So Ben Hamilton, we've seen in past weeks where he has thrown a couple of interceptions. When we get down to this point, you know that he's watching a film to key on those receivers when he's going to go over their shoulder. Second down and three now. The ball spotted to give the Flowers inside to around the 10-yard line with 2.30 remaining in this opening quarter. The Bombers have a 7-0 lead, but the Panthers are right on the doorstep here now, Phil, at the 10-yard line. We're 11 now, they mark it. And having some successful running, too, is keeping the linebackers honest. It's not allowing them to, to sneak out try to jump routes, and at the same time, it's not allowing them to rush as much. They just can't bite on the pass rush, so they're doing a great job at getting this ball down down to the down to the 12. They set up three wide receivers down to the right side, including Justin Ray, and they set up shotgun. It's going to be Ramsey. 
Ramsey looking, trying to spin. It gets inside the 10 to about the 9-yard line. And setting up there before Sean Riley made the tackle for St. Xavier. So we've got 155 remaining here in the opening quarter. St. Xavier Bombers on a one-yard run by Kellum. They lead it seven to nothing. But the Panthers are driving. That la- you're right, Phil. You know that last drive that they stopped St. Xavier. Looks like they've got a little more, you know, give to their step, so to speak. A little, little more. They had offense had some time to talk about what they're really trying to do and use the film that they get from up here. So it's looking pretty good for the Panthers right now. Second down, seven. Ball spotted at the eight. Two wide left. And now looking Hamilton to the left, looking to throw. And he overthrows Flowers, who was open, but uh, just a little bit overthrown. And that will be a third down coming up. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Underground Sports Shop. Provides the Prep Sports Radio Network with great-looking shirts, jackets, pullovers, and hats. And they make your business organization look professional as well. The Underground Sports Shop and owner Sean Mason supports this broadcast and elder football at 513-751-1662. That's the Underground Sports Shop. Third down and seven for the Panthers at the St. Xavier 8-yard line. Kurtz to the right. Three wide receivers out to the left. Now Flowers in the back for the throw to the right side. It's Kurtz in the end zone. It's incomplete. Had it. Just got it on his hands, but it was a little too far. John. Anderson. So with 119, that that was tough, Phil. Yeah, and going into just trying to single out, you know, put Mikey Kirsch in there all by himself, let him go against defensive back at 6'5", 220. Mikey Kirsch tried to make a play. Uh, but my favorite part, again, and I love it week in and week out, when they allow Anderson and Kirsch were able to get hands on each other and make a play. And then when the ball came, they both separated and they just went up. But I, I love when the officials kind of let the guys just make their coverage. There was nothing illegal. Both guys great job going after the ball i mean that's that's how you coach them up so the panthers with another shot here on fourth down fourth and seven they go for it i like this move setting up two wide receivers to the right one to the left hamilton shotgun looking to throw here comes the blitz the throw into the end zone and it is caught but i don't think he got his feet in did he yes he did in the back of the end zone broxerman got the touchdown in the back of the end zone they're going to go Klusman. for... Oh, Klu- oh, it was Klusman. I'm sorry. Yeah, Zane like Klusman okay. went up and got it there. He went up and made the play. Ben Hamilton is just waiting for that thing to develop as they went into the back of the end zone. Just a simple little route. It was kind of what they tried to do before with Flowers, but they didn't have enough time for that route to turn and develop downfield. So the Panthers get on the board. And the kick with uh, five Mauer is up, and it is good. So with 114 remaining... Elder gets to tie this one up in the first quarter. It's 7-7. We'll be back on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Elder Football and Sacred Heart Radio is supported by Affordable Concrete Specialists. ACS Concrete is the west side specialist of all small concrete jobs. Nobody else wants to do no job too small. 513-305-6777. 513-305-6777. Welcome back to RDI Stadium, Balaban Field at St. Xavier High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal. And it is 7-7. The Panthers get on the board on a seven-yard touchdown reception by Klusman. 
and they will kick it off. It's going to be Maurer kicking off from left to right as Elder in their white jerseys uh, with the purple numbers and the white pants as St. Xavier in their full blue garb. And it's going to be taken back at uh, right around the one-yard line and setting up now. Going over to the 25 to the 30. And he's out to the 35 to the 38-yard line. And that was a perch again on the kick return. He's done a pretty good job so far for St. Xavier. And and the Bombers will get pretty good field position across the right around the 40-yard line. They'll they'll mark it at the 38-yard line. That's going to be one of your keys with Eli Kirk being a a great guy returning the football for St. Xavier. The Panthers special teams really got to make sure that if he's going to catch the ball that deep, they can't be bringing it out to the 40. So that's something, you know, you'll talk about as you get to sit down with your special teams. I mean, you have to give, you have to make St. X. they got a powerful offense. Can't give them short fields to drive on. Mikhail go under center this time, and now the give to Kellum. Kellum across the 35, and he's out to the 40. Right around the 40 is where he stopped after a gain of just a couple with 55 seconds remaining. Okay, Nathan Scher was, was one of the guys reaching out for us, Freeman in there. But Panthers' defense got it right on the last drive. Let's see if they can make it happen again. They'll set up with one wide left, one wide right. Under center is Makai at a second and eight for the Bombers. Rolls now looking, stepping up, throwing with a big arm. Throws it down the field. It's complete 30, 25, 20, and he's out of bounds. And a good good reception by McFarland that time. And that time he didn't overthrow him. No, he got wide out there. And they, they kind of they ran a boot, rebooted it out to the left. Elder's defense completely followed the zone blocking to the right side until they realized where the ball was and not able to get any pressure. Just real easy for McGuy to throw that football. They'll set it up at the 28. And now they give to, to Kellum. Kellum inside the 30, back to the 28. And nothing doing for him uh, after that uh, first down carry. So it'll be second and 10 for the Bombers. Tied at seven here. And this could be the last play of the first quarter. Uh, it's a good quarter for the Elder Panthers, Phil. Absolutely. I mean, to, to say that this, this game's tied at the end of the first quarter would have a lot of people across the city. Uh, though if you told them that last week, they wouldn't believe you. But they're not going to get this play off, and this is going to be tied. Going into the second. 7-7 at the end of one, just like Phil Bengal said. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Sometimes we take electricity for granted. I think we forget about the safety of our home's electrical wiring. There's a home electrical fire in America every eight minutes, which is why Cooper Electric has a home electrical test called Current Safe. They test for faulty wiring, failing components, hidden fire hazards, Cooper Electric's Current Safe will help reduce the risk of fire and eliminate shock hazards. And Current Safe is the best test after a lightning strike. Cooper makes it easy. They offer an in-home consultation. And they won a Super Service Award in 2011. You'll be impressed. Cooper Electric, 513-271-5000. Schedule your home to be Current Safe. Welcome back to Balaban Field, RDI Stadium at St. Xavier High School. We are tied at 7, a good first quarter as uh, the Panthers do a nice job, get a touchdown in the end zone. Uh, they get a Klusman on the reception for the touchdown, and that uh, was 8 yards. So the elder scored. Charles Kellum had a 1-yard run for his touchdown, but uh, the 
right now the Bombers have the football at the Elder 27, starting this second quarter from left to right. A second down and nine coming up, two wide receivers to the left side and one to the right. They've got Kellum in the backfield. Under center is Mackay. They go in motion with Erie. And now the give is to Cullum. And he fumbles it, but he gets it back at the 30-yard line. Samari Freeman on the tackle for the Panthers. So another good play because that's a loss. And Samari Freeman's been doing a great job getting a push up front. I mean, I saw that on the last play. He's really getting to the center after he snaps that football and getting into him. And Samari's a guy... A lot of times that, that guy lined up and nose does a really thankless job because he's going to be usually jamming things up. You're not always going to hear his name, but tonight I think he's doing a fantastic job getting the push back as this game is going on. They go four wide to the left and one to the right. Empty backfield for Mackay. He's at his 35, and now back at his 40. Looks to throw. Now he's going to run it inside the 30. Throws it into the end zone. It's a touchdown. It's number 17, Jay Farr. For the touchdown of 30 yards, and the Bombers now take the lead, 13 to seven. Great job by McCoy making that read. Uh, he could have easily kept that football to himself and probably picked up another 10, maybe 15 yards. But he kept his eyes downfield and found his receiver, uh, found far, and just put that ball in a great spot right at the back of the the R and Bombers and just go up and make a play. So St. X strikes quick in the second quarter. Yeah, it's actually Ferrar, and uh, apologies there, but uh, Jay Ferrar in the second quarter gets the 30-yard touchdown reception. And now it's Miller to kick the extra point for the Bombers with 11-14 to go here in the second quarter. The snap, the hold, the kick is up, and it is good. So with 11-14 remaining in the second quarter, it's St. Xavier Bombers 14 and the Elder Panthers 7. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Welcome back to Balaban Field at St. Xavier Stadium, RDI Stadium. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal, uh, back here at the St. Xavier Bombers with a 30-yard touchdown by Jay Farrar. And they lead it now 14-7 to over the Panthers. But after a good first quarter, Phil, you got to hope that that's going to be in the Panthers for quarter number two. Well, the idea is give give Elder a chance to keep this game close. I mean, I know they just scored and Farrar just got his third touchdown of the, of the year. But it's still only it's a one-score game. And Elder's offense just showed that they have the ability to move the football against the St. X defense that a lot of people said is, is one of the best defenses they've seen before and things like that. So I think Elder's offense should come out and do the same thing again, you know, with a couple of uh, tweaks and changes. But Elder can move the football. Elder's just got to keep this one within its reach. And here's Romiller, and it's going to be shorter at the 5. And now taking it outside the 10 to the round of 20-yard line is Ramsey. And that'll set up there for the Panthers. So they'll get right around the 19-yard line is where the Panthers will take over. Your health has always been a top priority to our partners at Mercy Health. Lucky for our student-athletes, they don't have to go far to see that in action. Athletic trainer Jeffrey Fitz is always close by to help to provide personalized care for our Panthers. And team physician Dr. Matt Bosom is just a phone call away for all your sports medicine needs. Thank you for all you do to keep our Panther student-athletes healthy. Mercy Health is a proud sponsor 
of high school sports. 11.07 remaining in quarter number two. It's St. Xavier 14 and the Elder Panthers 7. Uh, the first down and 10. They're going to give them the 20-yard line, Phil, so that's good. Yeah, they, Ramsey continued to fight and picked it up. He got out right at the out-of-bounds line, so they marked him uh, at the 20. So 80 yards here. Uh, we, we know that the offense can do it. And it doesn't, uh, like we said, week after week, doesn't have to be all at once. And they spot the ball oh, wrong now, there to start. Now they move to yeah. 20. But uh, so we'll get this started. And let's see, though, what adjustments St. X's defense made, too. Two wide receivers left, two to the right side. Shotgun, Hamilton back at his 11. Throws it to Flowers around the 19. And he's going to be back. Maybe they'll get him back to the line of scrimmage, but not much more than that. Set up a great screen, got guys coming up field, and then, you know, one or two blocks on the offense line. Just guys just didn't get their blocks completed after that ball came in. And St. X does a good job getting off the block and getting flowers right at the line of scrimmage, so no gain. Second down and 10 for the Panthers. 10.40 to go, second quarter, tied uh, down 14-7, rather. Two wide receivers to the right, two to the left. Shotgun Hamilton back at his 15, out of the 12, and throws it, complete to Flowers at the 25. He's out to the 30. He's out to the 35 and the 40, and he gets to the 42-yard line. A good gain for Luke Flowers of 22 yards. Luke Flowers makes an excellent read, leaking out of the backfield. Quick blitz pickup, and it allows the, the blitzer to continue chasing down Hamilton, but that means he's unguarded, and, and Hamilton able to dump it out to him. And then as he got out to the hashes, as he caught the football, he cut it back inside where all his blockers were, able to pick up some extra yards after the catch. They set up with two wide receivers out to the left side. And now one to the right. Shotgun Hamilton on a first and ten at the 41. The throw to the sideline is incomplete. Intended for Harp. Harp got caught up and then couldn't get to the uh, spot where the ball was going. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna get a, a defensive holding here. So the Panthers are going to move up. Harp trying to run just a, a, a little bit of a stop-and-go type move at about the 47-yard the line. And he was right in front of the official. Good flag. So the Panthers are going to get to move this one up. I think then they're going to move the sticks, too. So the Panthers pick up the first down on that one. They're going to be in bomber territory at the 49-yard line. So moving from right to left of your radio dial, the Panthers trailing 14-7. to But it's been a good one so far at Balaban Field, RDI Stadium here at St. Xavier High School. And the Panthers will line up with Broxerman now wide to the right side. They've got three wide receivers to the left now, so it's five wide in total. And they go in motion with Ramsey. They set up now. Now looking to throw is Hamilton down the field. It's complete to Harp. Great catch. He went up and got it at the 34-yard line. And a great spot for the Panthers here. Yeah, great catch and throw, and they're going to get a face mask, too, on St. X. Uh, Flag coming in from the back. It's going to be a personal foul. On the tackle on Harp. So Harp went up, climbed the ladder, makes a play. Hamilton throws a good ball under pressure. And then the Panthers, again, are benefiting from another flag on St. X and just moving that football down the field. Uh, it being, I'll take it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll happily take that. But that was a great play by Harp to go up and make a, make a huge play in the middle of the field. And Coach Steve Speck of the Bombers can't be happy at all with the last uh, couple of uh, things on this drive. It'll be a first and ten. For the Elder Panthers, they'll spot it at the 19-yard line of the Bombers. 14-7 they trail. They go two wide receivers to the left side. They go one to the right. They've got Flowers in as a wide receiver. 
Setting up now. They go in motion with Justin Ray. And now it's Ramsey going to keep it himself inside the 20. And he gets to about the 16-yard line. But there's a flag down right around the 20-yard line. I think this one's coming back. Yeah, so the snap was a little bit off. We're going to get a holding here on the Panthers. Snap was a little bit off. Went to Ramsey's right hand. And he had to catch that real quick. Justin Ray was in motion across. So I don't know if that snap had been more on if they were going to try to use Justin Ray, who's a, who runs track in the spring, and, and he's the 100-meter dash guy for the Panthers, and he runs great time. He runs, you know, low 11s. I mean, he's, he's real fast. So he, maybe they were going to try to get an end of the round, something they haven't really shown that much. But the, the bad snap and the holding is going to move that one back. Yeah, they'll set it up. Uh, they're going to mark it back, uh, let's see, at the 30, 29-yard line now. For the Panthers, they'll go, they'll move it out with Broxerman wide to the right side. Shotgun formation, Hamilton on this first down, looking to throw. Hamilton looking in the end zone, throws it incomplete to the right corner of the end zone. Good throw, though. It was only where Elder could catch it. And yeah, that was, was Justin Ray, Yeah, I trying to go for Justin Ray again. And some people on the side, Elder sideline were looking for a flag. But really, Justin Ray slowed down and caused and, and initiated the contact on it with, with the St. X defender that knocked him down. It wasn't a St. X defender hitting him. He kind of slowed down it, and he had made a turn to the to the football. So the Panthers here with with a long second down here because of the penalty. So another shot with getting a replay first down. Second down and twenty from the twenty nine yard line. Shotgun Hamilton back at his 35, looks to throw to the right side. He's complete and steps up to Ramsey right around the 20-yard line on the right side out of bounds. So the Panthers get about nine yards on that one. Kemper was first to wrap him up, but Ramsey continued to fight and took the guys down, so he, he wasn't knocked backwards. Panthers able to get it back close to the original sticks here. It's third down. I mean, you got to figure this is third and fourth down territory unless they pick it up. So the Panthers got at least two downs coming here. Third and a dozen. They line up with two wide receivers to the left, one to the right side. Ramsey goes in motion now to the left, looking as Hamilton. He's got the blitz coming, steps up. He's going to run it. He throws it. No, he steps up, throws in the end zone. It's Justin Ray. It's a touchdown for the Panthers. They can't believe it. It looked like it was going to be a run, and he stepped just at the line of scrimmage, and he didn't go over, and Ben Hamilton throws it to Justin Ray, I believe, in the end zone. Actually, it was oh, Mikey Kirsch. It looked like yeah. <laughs> Mikey Kirsch was able to get to make a big play there and grab that football. It looked like it was tied up at first, and, and I was waiting to see what would happen when the ball hit the ground. I didn't know if Mikey had enough of hands on it, but he made an excellent play. Ben Hamilton, that was very similar to the last one when X scored. Yeah. Ben Hamilton could have picked up more yards. He kept running the football, but kept his eyes down the field and made a great toss. And now looking to add the extra point is Maurer, and the kick is up, and this one is good. So with 8.27 remaining in the second quarter, this is a ball game. They, the, the, the kick was no good, but they didn't put it up there. They put 13. So it's 14-13. We'll come back with a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. 
The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. Welcome back to Balaban Field at uh, RDI Stadium. It is 14-14. We were correct. Uh, the scoreboard just didn't update until after. So it is 14-14. Elder and St. Xavier Bombers after a 21-yard touchdown catch by Kirch in the end zone for the Panthers. Klusman caught a 7-yard. St. X scored with Kellum a 1-yard run and Jay Farrar with a 30-yard reception. So that is where you're scoring. It's 14-14, 8-27 remaining here in the second quarter. And the Panthers will look to kick it off, and I think they need to get this one in the end zone. And the kick is going to be a little short. It's going to bounce at the 5 and picked up uh, around the 10-yard line to the 15, to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, and finally knocked out of bounds by Chris Kammerer. And that was a finally saved a touchdown because, again, Eli Kirk, was able to get a big return. Yeah, that ball just kept bouncing right in the end zone, right in front of the right in front of the end zone, in front of St. X's cheering section, off to our left, and just no white jerseys were getting there. And by the time they got there, St. X had a good blocking scheme, and he was able to run up the sideline. Going back to that touchdown catch with Mikey Kirsch, he came into this game with only 43 yards receiving, and he's had a pretty good game so far tonight. And that's his first touchdown of the season. First and ten, they'll mark it at the 46-yard line. Under center is Mackay. They give to Kellum. It's going to be at the 45 to the 47-yard line. It's actually Erie uh, gets the carry for St. Xavier. And that's going to be uh, Cameron came up and made the play. Came right around the, the, the right tackle shoulder and just got downfield. But they keep going back to this quick huddle. Setting up a second down and nine at the 47-yard line. From left to right they go. Here's Mackay, rolls to his left, now steps up, looking. The blitz comes for the Panthers, rolling to the right now, throws it down the field and out of bounds. So just got rid of it. That was a smart play by Mackay. Great job by the Panthers. I mean, Sanex's offense has been pretty – when they when they go, it's it's going to be – we're going to hand off to the right side to, to Kellum and let him kind of make his reads, and Mackay's going to roll out to his left is what they keep liking to do, and you just have to really keep honest – as the defense four wide receivers now three to the left kellum goes in motion now to the left side one to the right mckay shotgun back at his 40 steps back at the 38 the throw is complete to mcfarland mcfarland gets to the 50 into into elder territory at the 46 yard line uh before he's taken down there two guys were could have able to get 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 the tackle to make it about a fourth and five but instead St. X able to fight and pick it up so it's going to be about a fourth and two uh, decent pressure there Ramsey was in on that third down Mikey Kirsch was in on that third down so they brought in a couple extra rushers this would be a big fourth down here in the middle of the field fourth down and two for St. Xavier at the 46 yard line of elders 7-10 remaining second quarter all tied at 14 here one wide right one wide to the left side they got Erie to the left side. And now going with Kellum in the backfield. They give to Kellum. Kellum gets inside the 45 to the 43-yard line, and that will be enough for a bomber first down. That's a tough one to stop Kellum running right up the gut with that C-next offensive line. That's a tough task 
for uh, for Elder's defense. So they pick up the first down. Now you just regroup. Now you regroup and, and get a stop here and get a stop, force them off the field. You got to get them, yeah, where they don't get any points, or if they're going to get any points, hold them to a field goal. Six forty remaining here in the second quarter, tied at fourteen. As the Bombers go again, a little bit quicker as they got this time a little huddle, but uh, still going quickly. Two wide receivers off to the left side. And now one to the right. They go Mackay in the shotgun. He's back at his 48-yard line. And now rolls to his right, looking to throw. And it's complete inside the 40 to the 35 to the 30. And McFarland again, or check that. That was Jimmy Ryan. Jimmy Ryan. Oh, nope, it was Dave Farrar. So tough to see. From We are high atop here at uh, Balaban Field at the press box level. One wide to the left on a first and ten at the 30-yard line for the Bombers. Mackay shotgun formation setting up. Now rolling to his right. Now still with the ball, and he's going to step out of bounds at the 31-yard line. So a loss of a yard. Good defense by the Panthers. Go back one play. Brian Parker, uh, right tackle for, for St. X. Had a great block. They just picked up a blitzing defensive back for the Panthers and just really drove him across the field so to take him out of the play. But I, I've just been watching him over here on the right side. He does. Brian Parker's doing a good job just moving moving his feet and getting out and getting some blocks. Second down and 10. The ball spotted at the 30. And now Makai, he's going to give it to Kellum. Kellum inside the 30, 25. And he's down to the 20-yard line. A gain of 10 yards. And another first down for St. Xavier, let's see if they move. Yep, it's enough for a bomber first down. This game is, as they move it along very quickly, two wide receivers to the right, to the left rather, and now there's going to be Makai shotgun. He's got Kellum to his right, calling out the signals, and now again the give to Kellum. Kellum inside the 15. He's out to the 12-yard line. A gain of eight on first down. They're going to keep going quick here. That's what St. X likes to do. Once they get you on your on your heels, they just keep coming at you. Second and two from the eight. And now for the 12, rather, it's Kellum again. Kellum gets inside the 10. He's out to the eight-yard line. A gain of four. And that will be enough for another first down. And even with the short gains, it, it still wears on the end of the defense line because you don't get a break. I mean, you just keep getting hit, 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 and hit by that big offense line. And here they go again. First and goal from the seven. Two wide receivers to the left. Makai, shotgun. And now again, this time it's going to be early, and he gets to the five-yard line. Chase Erie. Chase Erie just, again, reading his blocks, moving through as they give Kellum a little bit of a breather. Uh, but Erie's going to be back to, to Makai's right. Second down and goal from the five. And now it's Erie again inside the five to about the three-yard line. A gain of two for St. Xavier here. 14-14 is the score. Four and a half minutes remaining. Nathan Cherry able to get that stop for the Panthers. It's a third and goal here. And it really, Panthers want to force a fourth down situation and bring out Roe Miller. If they can get it, hold them to three. But if they get enough of a push here and it's a fourth and one, you know they're going to go for it. Setting up now with uh, Erie in the backfield. Off to the right side along with a direct snap. This time it's Kellum. And Kellum going to get it inside the five. And he's out to the two-yard line, but that's about it. So a gain of a yard. And it'll be fourth down, I believe. 
And that's Samari Freeman was with the man cleaning it up up top. But Nathan Chair is the first guy there to really drive Kellen back. They're going to mark this. You know, they're going to mark this at, at about the looks from here, almost the two-yard line is where they're going to mark this football. Yeah, they'll set it up with a fourth down, about a one-and-a-half to go here uh, for the Balaban, right here at Balaban Field for the St. Xavier Bombers. And the crowd getting into it. One wide receiver to the left and one to the right. Under center is Makai Cullum in the backfield. They go eerie in motion to the left. And now it's the give to Kellum inside. Did he get in? Yes, he did. So Charles Cullum gets another one-yard touchdown run. And the Bombers take a 2014 lead over the Elder Panthers with 316 remaining. Good misdirection. Panthers just trying to make sure they fill the right gaps. And, and X's offense line did a good job of opening up just what little bit of space they needed to get into the end zone. So St. X, after uh, not being able to, to, to get points on the board before, now they're going to go ahead and knock this one and make it a, a one-score game, though. Yeah. And, Lo- and Lo- Romulo will look to add this extra point with 3.16 remaining here in the second quarter. And the kick is up, and this one is good. So with 3.16 remaining in quarter number two, in St. Xavier 21, the Elder Panthers 14, we'll take a timeout of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible. So to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428, and brozartpharmacy.com. Welcome back to Balaban Field, RDI Stadium. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here, and it's 316 remaining in quarter number two. St. Xavier with a 21-14 lead on the strength of a Kellum one-yard touchdown run. But the Panthers, Phil, they have played very well in this game. The key to this football game is keeping it right there within striking distance. You know, that that, that was something coming into this football game that the Panthers knew they had to do because X's offense has the ability, if they can get away from you, they're hard to, to, to really reel back in. And I think right now Elder's doing enough defensively that's, that's giving St. X some fits. You know, that they're going to have to talk about what they need to change at halftime. But Elder's offense, I thought it has looked really good. I mean, I think they're playing with passion, but they're also executing a very good game plan. Roe Miller will kick this one, and Ramsey's going to get it at his 5. He gets it to the 10 and the 15-yard line, and now out to the 20, and he's out of bounds at the 22-yard line. So the Panthers will get it at the 22 with 3.09 remaining in the second quarter. Tonight's game is brought to you by Cooper Electric, proud to support elder football, reliable service, and prompt quality service, the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business, upgrading your electrical service for your home or your business needs with Cooper Electric. Cooper Electric at 513-271-5000. Coming up at halftime, the best show in the business, the Call of Banker Halftime Report with Mark Bengel, Steve Bengel, and the legendary Tom Kennedy. 309 remaining here in quarter number two. As the Panthers will set up a first and ten at the 21-yard line. Two wide receivers off to the right and two to the left side. And... Hamilton will line up at around the 15 and move up to about the 16 in the shotgun. 
And now the snap, and Hamilton gets it. He steps up at the 12, throws it down the field. It's Justin Ray this time, and he's complete to the Bomber 42-yard line. And Big there's, play. There's that route. It's just running right down the right down the hash marks and then turn it in towards the post just a little bit, and they're getting it down to Justin Ray using that speed, just one-on-one. Hamilton give him enough time to throw a great, great throw by Hamilton. And remember, St. X, you know, they were the ones who kicked off, so they're going to get the football back. So it's very key that the Panthers try to go into the half here with this game tied. First and 10, they'll mark it at the 45 of the Bombers. One wide to the right, two to the left side. Hamilton gives to Flowers, and Flowers gets to the 41-yard line. A gain of four on first down with the clock continued to run at 238 and counting. Keeping a really good balance between the passes and the runs uh, is this elder offense. They're doing a good job and being successful in both areas. That They haven't had to just go one way uh, because of St. X being able to shut something down. So elder's done enough to keep them guessing too. They'll mark it at the 41-yard line. The Panthers will get a second down. And about six where they'll mark it for the Panthers. And it'll be two wide receivers, including Klusman and Mikey Kirch off to the right. They've got one to the left side. They go Kirch in motion. Now they go Ramsey in motion to the left. Looking Hamilton to the left. Rolling to the left. Throwing to the left. And throwing it is complete at the 27-yard line. The Panthers, I don't know how that Hamilton got that off at all. But he got the reception, and it's uh, going to be Andrew Harp. Yeah, they're going to say Harp, the ball hit the ground. They're going to call that an incomplete pass. Harp looked like he got underneath it, but they're going to keep that one back. Uh, So Hamilton, big pressure on that play coming down the line by Cummings, Marquis Cummings. 6'1", 215-pound senior for the Bombers, just kept kept pursuing, kept pursuing, kept pursuing. But Hamilton stuck in there and made that pass, so third down. Third down and around seven. They'll mark it. And it's back is Hamilton to throw. He throws it to the side. It's incomplete. Intended for Flowers at around the 40-yard line. So it'll be fourth down coming up for the Panthers with a minute 50 to go here in the second quarter. Now, the one thing you don't want to do here is if you don't score, you can't let St. Xavier score. Right, so fourth down here. Panthers probably going to come out and, and kick this football away. Cummings was providing the pressure again on that one. Just really pinned his ears back and got a big push on that right side of the elder line. So elder's going to look to kick this one away and, and hopefully pin Kemper back and not give him much room to return a football. And I'll set it up. He's at his own 45. Kemper at the 10. And Ramsey left-footed kick. It's going to be an end-over-end. And it's going to bounce and take a St. Xavier bounce to about the 17-yard line. And that's where they'll get it. So 83 yards left to go with a minute 43 uh, remaining. Elders hosting a charity event with a concert with Darius Rucker. Now, it's sold out uh, at the 30th, but we still need uh, some volunteers, right, Phil? I think we're still looking for some volunteers. You can contact Elder at 513-921-3744. Duties include ushers, ticket takers, concessions, and help desk support 143 remaining in this one second quarter it's been a good one the bombers get a touchdown by kellum a one-yard run they also get a jay farrar a 30-yard touchdown reception this one will be first and 10 at the 18 and now the give is to kellum at the 20 25 30 35 40 45 he is off to the races at the 30 camera makes him step inside they get to the 10 and a good play by Chris Cameron. He stopped the touchdown as uh, 
finally he was taken down right at the 11-yard line by Gutenkunz because otherwise that would have been a touchdown. Kammerer just in pursuit from the opposite side of the field, just really just got on his horse and went. Great pursuit angle. I mean, that's exactly what you're taught, you know, at all the levels of football to take that pursuit, but Bomber's looking to strike again. First and goal at the nine. This time it's going to be Erie, and he gets to right around the the five-yard line. So gain of four. And go back on that last play. St. X did a great job getting that football off the left side of the line and getting to that gap. But, again, Cameron, just a textbook pursuit tackle to save the touchdown. Two wide to the right on a second down and five. Kellum looking, and he is going to be stacked up. Spinney and company right around the uh, six-yard line. And so this is going to mark it down to a third down here. And St. X clockwise, not really in a hurry. I mean, they got all three timeouts so they can stop the clock and think about it here. But it is third and goal. So if the Panthers somehow can get a pushback and force them to think about getting points here and and kicking it on fourth down, I mean, that, that would be a huge victory after that big run. So just looking for a big stop here, and Specs just waiting and running the clock, and they're going to take a timeout and talk about this. Yeah, 20 seconds remaining, and the clock continues to run. Down to 15, uh, 17 seconds, uh, now 16. So St. Xavier, as you mentioned, Phil, they call a timeout, and it is 21-14. They lead it with the 16 seconds. Tonight's game is brought to you by Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Football season begins hot and humid, then finishes cold and frigid. Schmidt Heating and Cooling wants you to keep your family comfortable no matter what the weather. Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. They've been family-owned and operated since 1954 and will give you the straight answers and help that you're looking for with your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling, proud to support elder football. And coming up at halftime, the best show in the business, the Caldwell Banker Halftime Report with Mark Bengel, Steve Bengel, and Tom Kennedy. So, Phil, this is big here at a third down and goal at the two. If they could force them to get another play or you know just get uh, the defense but it's going to be tough kellum has been tough inside this uh, uh the goal he's already scored two one-yard touchdowns and he brought him all the way down here about 70 yards on a run and that's that big offensive line up front too getting good pushes for saint xavier so elders defense just here really key don't let them don't let them hit the get to the line of scrimmage get a push back and make them force a decision and call a quick timeout with 16 ticks left Third down and goal. The ball spotted at the two-yard line. Under center is Mackay looking to throw. He rolls to the right side, looking, throwing, and it is in the end zone. It's knocked down by the Panthers. And with 11 seconds remaining, it'll be fourth down coming up. And there was a a holding call on that, and the Panthers are going to go ahead and say, yeah, we'll accept that and back them up, back them up here instead of giving them a fourth down. from the. So they're going to back them up. Clock tick to 11 seconds. Good breakup downfield. I think it was George's who broke yeah. that one up. Um, so the Panthers here bringing in a couple of rushers uh, on his play. Mikey Kirsch coming on into the field. Uh, Drew Ramsey. So guys that trying to, they know they're going to throw here as that thing gets marked back all the way to the 20. So it, it's uh, still third and goal here, but from the 20-yard line and 11 seconds. Third and goal, as you mentioned, from the 20-yard line, one wide receiver. Now make that two to the left side with McFarlane off to the left. And now the give to Kellum. Kellum inside the 15, and he gets down to about the 10-yard line. 
And Phil, you might be right here. Is that going to just run it down to three seconds and maybe they'll kick a field goal? Yeah, they just called their timeout there. Speck called it to Roe Miller's. Mason Rowe Miller come out to kick, and, and by my statistics, he's only got one field goal on the season. He's one for one, uh, and it's a 27-yard field goal. And you could see exactly on that play, Kellum ran that ball. They ran it right up the middle, so this is going to be a nice, easy extra point, you know, kick uh, uh, for Rowe Miller. So look for the Bombers. If snap, you know, snap good, hold good, should be a 24 to 14 game at half. Yeah, this is uh, this is a big play here to get the field goal and a 10-point lead. Now, St. Xavier, as you mentioned, Phil, they get the ball first in the second half. So the Bombers will be figured they'll get three here. We get set up with three seconds remaining. Immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. Enjoy a clean and comfortable stay for small or large groups. Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort, proud sponsor of Panther Sports. So the field goal will set up here. It'll be a 27-yard attempt. And he gets it off. It's going to be right around the center. Right hash. And now get ready to snap this one for the 27-yard field goal. And the kick is up. It's got the distance, and it is good. So we are at halftime after the 27-yard field goal. The Bombers now lead the Panthers 24-14. to We'll come back with the Caldwell Banker halftime report with the guys coming up on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Support for Elder Panther football is from Cliffview Resort and Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals. Immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. However large or small your group, and no matter what conveniences you're looking for, you'll find a clean and comfortable stay at Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort. Proud sponsors of Elder Panther Football. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Dave here. Is your phone service putting your business on hold? My friends at Fuller Information Technology know businesses can't afford to pay for the things they don't need or use. That's why the experts at Fuller Information Technology work with you to personalize your phone service, giving you everything you need and nothing you don't. Let them help you save money and give your business the competitive edge you've been looking for. Check out Fuller Information Technology today. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. 
Sacred Heart Radio is brought to you by you. Yes, your donations make Catholic Radio possible, so to give a gift of any amount, please visit sacredheartradio.com and click donate or call 513-731-7740. And thank you. It's time for the Coldwell Banker Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first-half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. And hello, and welcome back to Savior Stadium, RDI Stadium, uh, Balaban Field. It's uh, all of the above. Uh, they have so many sponsors, guys. 24-14, St. X above uh, the Panthers. And, Tom, uh, right before the half, uh, El- Elder, uh, you know, they, they do the same thing. They punt it, and the very next play, you know what happened. Yeah. Uh, big, big run by McC- uh, McCollum uh, to get it to where luckily Elder was able to hold him uh, to just the field goal. But once again, uh, you know, that 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 one play just kind of, eh, yeah, know, just reminiscent, reminiscent of a couple games earlier this year, right before half at home against Lakewood St. Edsmark. And, and tonight, uh, Charles Kellum, uh, you know, busted that left side of the line and, and ran and ran and ran. But anyway, uh, there was a lot of good that came out of this first half, and, and I wrote a couple notes down that Elder made plays, and, and Doug has been lamenting over the last couple of weeks that guys need to make plays. Yeah, they need to have fun. Well, they were making plays. Zane Klusman, a fourth down touchdown reception of two yards, made the play, first touchdown uh, to get the seven points on the board. Uh, Mikey Kirsch, uh, out of the tight end position. Uh, 24-yard touchdown reception. Phenomenal catch. It was. I mean, it was, yeah, he made the play, went up against the, uh, the the undersized defensive back, fought for the ball, came down with it, his first touchdown reception uh, of the game of the year. Uh, Samari Freeman on the defensive line, he was shooting the gaps a lot and, and, and doing a nice job on the defensive line for the Panthers. The offensive line, along with the tailback and, and Luke F- uh, Flowers at times, giving Ben Hamilton enough time. Uh, to throw the ball out into the to the flats, so there's a lot of good things that the Panthers can take away from at halftime, and Doug and his staff can can build upon. But the frustrating thing is, is they they play as well as they did. They extended the game. We're going to get to the stats in a second, and they're very close. But here they're still down four. Excuse me, down ten uh, at half. But man, they really really played well in that first half. Good design, too. Steve. Yeah, and they were, you know, not at, 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 at till uh, 320 um, in, in the second quarter when, when uh, San X got the go-ahead touchdown when it was uh, fourth and goal at the two, and, and they went in and scored. And then uh, Elders just, uh, you know, they, they didn't give up the touchdown on, on the second thing. So, you, you know, you know there's, there's still, you know, fight left in them. And, you know, we've heard uh, Doug Ramsey talk about you know, they want to be playing their best football in Week 11. And we've seen some things tonight out of the Panthers that we haven't seen all year against this powerful St. X defense. Their offense is pulling some things out yeah. of their hat. So, you know, I mean, you can look at the positive, but, you know, I mean, no matter what you how you look at it, they're still down in 10 at half and uh, kicking off uh, at halftime. So, you know, they, they got a lot of work uh, ahead of them. And, uh, you, 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 you know, you play this hard. You, you you know, it's like it's frustrating. I know for the players, you, you, I mean, this is probably one of the best games that they've played all year, and uh, they're down 10 points. So, you know, frustrating. Hopefully uh, 
they, they can realize that, realize what they're doing, and, and uh, pull it together in the second half. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, too, uh, and there were some penalties on St. X that gave uh, that extended drives for the Elder Panthers. I'm looking at the stats, guys, and, and Elder only had two penalties for 15 yards. Uh, St. X had seven penalties for 85 yards. And, you know, there, there was one uh, roughing the passer against St. X against Ben Hamilton that extended the drive. So there were things that Elder took advantage of, too. And, and when they had the opportunity, uh, you know, they, they did make the play. One, one, one player I want to call out on, on the good side for the Elder Panthers is uh, number 26, Nicholas Coleman. He's the one that came in and replaced Nicholas Paff at, at, at safety position. And, and, and he's the senior, and he's really done a good job in the first half. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, we give him a shout-out. Well, we're going to switch over to Steve with the scores. And just a reminder, everyone, uh, Steve, Tom, and I, we are doing the scoreboard wrap-up show, Prep Sports Radio game night over at Roosters on Crookshank. We, yeah, we'll be heading out of there short, <laughs> yeah, out of here right. shortly. We, yeah, that's the only bad thing about doing that is that we don't get to see the end of it. We'll be here listening to the whole thing, but we'll be exiting and heading over there. So uh, welcome to come out and join us. Uh, Get some of the monster wings they sell out there and, uh, and enjoy uh, an evening with us. And they have televisions everywhere, so uh, enjoy sports and all that fun stuff. And Steve, let's run down some scores in the area. Out at Norwood, uh, Moeller playing host uh, to the LaSalle Lancers. At halftime, it is seven to 7-6. Uh, early in the game, uh, LaSalle went up 7 uh, to nothing. Uh, Moeller went for uh, allegedly, you know, the tying score uh, got down to seven to six. I don't know the details whether it was a, an intentional two-point conversion or if it was a bad snap. But they ended up passing the ball, and uh, the the receiver was tackled about on the one-yard line, didn't get in for the conversion. So seven to six with a minute fifty-three left to go in the game in the half. Uh, LaSalle tried a forty-five-yard field goal that that was no good. So that's where we're at. Wow, Lots. Sounds uh, like seven a to six. barn burner out in yeah, Norwood. Out, out in Norwood. And uh, in this game, 24 to, to 14 St. X at the half. In the GCL co-ed, it's Baden 35, Carroll nothing. GMC action, Hamilton over Fairfield 13 to nothing. Sycamore and Lakota East are knotted at 20. Lakota West is up 14 to 7 over Mason. And this game was 7 to 7 for a long time. Uh, Lakota West Firebirds finally uh, getting the, the go-ahead score near the end of the half. It's Coleraine uh, 7, Middletown 6. Uh, and that game, the game moved to Coleraine. Uh, we'll talk about that in the postgame show a little bit. A uh, little hijinks up in Middletown. But the game, uh, uh, you know, is 7-6 to six at the half. Uh, Princeton 41, Oak Hill 7 at the half. Finneytown uh, losing to Marymount 31 to nothing. Wyoming down to Deer Park 12 to 8. In the ECC action, it's Kings 14, Lebanon nothing. Loveland 7, Little Miami nothing. Turpin 17, Walnut Hills another nothing. Anderson 21, West Claremont. That's four goose eggs in a row. Uh, Milford uh, down to uh, Winton Woods 19 to 7 at the half. Uh, Southwest Ohio Conference action. Edgewood 21, Mount Healthy. Uh, a, a big goose egg as well. Uh, Ross 16, uh, Northwest 6, Harrison 28, Talawanda nothing. 
in uh, Cincinnati Metro Ladies Conference, and Woodward. Uh, I, yeah, I was looking at this from Oak Hill's perspective. Um, early, West High was up six to nothing over Woodward. Woodward righted their ship, and they're now up fourteen to six at the half. So uh, West High um, uh, losing at this point, but back in in the game after. Uh, the, the, the whatever went on there and, and uh, uh, sounds like not much, not, but, not uh, much. But uh, you know, in, in this litigious age of everybody overreacting and, and, and you know fear of, of lawsuits, you know they, they did what they thought was was right, whether it was or wasn't. Miami Valley Conference action: Lachlan, thirty-four; Miami Valley Christian, nothing; Roger Bacon, forty-two; Norwood. Nothing. Uh, Southern Buckeye Athletic Conference. It's uh, Blanchester 14 zip over Claremont Northeastern. Uh, Clinton Massey 42, Goshen 14, Western Brown 27, New Richmond nothing. Uh, Williamsburg over Fayetteville Perry 28 7. It's Wilmington uh, 7, uh, Batavia 3, Monroe 10, Carlisle 6, uh, Eaton 30, Middletown nothing. Uh, Ludlow down to Bishop Brossard, eight to nothing. Bishop Brossard looking to uh, go undefeated. Ludlow coming into this game uh, uh, one and three, and, and uh, giving uh, Bishop Brossard everything they can handle. It's Boone County seven, uh, or Con- uh, Boone County was up uh, seven to nothing in this game. It's now Connor thirteen, Boone County seven, and uh, Cooper over uh, Covington Catholic tonight, fourteen to nothing. And this is the seventh time these two teams have played historically. Covenant Catholic has won the first six, and it looks like uh, uh, Cooper, at least for the first half, has has won the match. And if you're a Panther fan, you're going to hope for a big comeback yeah, for the Colonels yeah. uh, of Co- Cubcats. So. So, so the tire company's beating the Colonels. Yeah. That's <laughs> right, yeah. So that's all the scores we have. At or near the half, hopefully uh, tonight on the postgame show, we'll be able to bring you all the action in the Tri-State and follow up on where all those games eventually got to. Well, it's halftime here. As you heard, Elder is behind the Bombers of St. X, 24-14. to 14. We're going to take our first time out. You're listening to the Colwell Banker Halftime Report right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct choice is Coldwell Banker Realty. Their name has changed, but you can continue to expect the same service they provided in your community for many years. Coldwell Banker Realty is your West Side expert. Navigating this exciting real estate market takes experience, knowledge, and agents that are equipped to handle all situations and allow buyers and sellers to succeed. Coldwell Banker Realty, 922-9400 or on the web at cbhomes.com. A visit to a great Smoky Mountain paradise is just a click away at HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Planning a family reunion that needs an eight-bedroom cabin or just an intimate single-room cabin, HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com has it all. With cabins in Gatlinburg or rental units in Pigeon Forge, you'll be near all the best attractions. Fall and holiday seasons fill up fast, so reward your family with a mountain escape from HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Support the team that supports elder football. Joseph Toyota, located on Coleraine Avenue. 
You can make your own deal, get the value of your trade-in, and buy online or in-store because their process is always easy, true, clear. Just ask your neighbor. They bought from Joseph Toyota. Joseph Toyota is closer than you think at 9101 Colerain Avenue. For the latest offers on new and Toyota used certified vehicles, it's josephtoyota.com. Go team! Hey, Panther fans, the doctors of the Westside Office of the Urology Group wish you a great season. If you find yourself standing in the restroom line too often, it can be the pits. But don't worry, Drs. Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Westside Office are here for you. They can keep you in the pit instead of in line this season. 513-841-7400 or at urologygroup.com. Proud to support Elder Football. All right, we appreciate you listening to Elder Panther football here on the Prep Sports Radio Network uh, on AM 740, AM 910, uh, and 89.5 up in Hamilton. Or if you're listening around the world, wherever you may be, thanks for listening on uh, Sacred Heart Radio app or EH Sports app. And, guys, uh, uh, like we said before, we're going to be broadcasting the post-game show, Prep Sports Radio Game Night over at Roosters, and I uh, hope everyone can join us, and we'll have all the scores and uh, conversation, and we have a, a special guest uh, coming up, Tom Rearing. You know, uh, next school year is the 100th anniversary of Elder High School, and uh, Tom's going to talk about a lot of the things they are planning for that, and, you know, t- talk about how old I feel. I remember when the 50th, I was, I think, in 6th or 7th grade, when Elder had their 50th. I, I was a freshman when, when they okay, had their 50th. So I was, 72. I would have been in 7th grade, yeah. So, so that's when, when I, uh, and I, that's when I rolled in. I remember all the special <laughs> things that, that uh, you know, they did for, the, for their 50th. So, uh, yeah, it's like, my gosh. They're going to double go? it. They're going to double it. Yeah, so, uh, and I, I, I have the, uh, we, the Elder Band uh, album, uh, uh, the 50th, it was one song would be Elder Band, next would be the Glee Club, the band back and forth. And, I uh, still have that in, in the plastic wrapping. <laughs> I, I, I do, too. I, I was trying to find it to bring bring to show Tom tonight. But, uh, anyways, uh, he's going to be talking about yeah. that and some other stuff. So well, we'll, I need to, I'm going to digitize that at some point yeah. and do something with it. Uh, Lee Trout at his finest. Well, guys, uh, what... Doug Ramsey mentioned uh, and what they want to do is they want it to stay within themselves so and keep close, and uh, they, they, they're they within striking distance, and, uh, you know, uh, it's where they want to be. Uh, and uh, so let's look at the keys of the game, Steve, uh, for the Bombers. St. X, uh, one of my favorite movies, that thing you do, St. X just needs to keep on doing that thing they do. I mean, they're, they're just, uh, you know, a powerhouse of, of a team. Um, you know, j- just uh, – you know they have all the weapons. As Doug Ramsey said in the pregame, they don't have a weak spot, and you can see it. You know they took you know advantage of every opportunity they had. So you know just you know just keep on doing what they do. They don't have to make any adjustments. The only adjustment I guess is the defensive coordinator needs to start guessing a little bit better because Elder's offense has been able to keep them off balance on defense all night. Props to, to, to Elder, who's, who's ever uh, ultimately uh, calling the signals there. They're doing a great job. We're, you know, we're seeing people involved in uh, you know, throws downfield that we haven't seen all year. I, you know, and, and uh, Tom, I don't want to jump on your stuff, but 
uh, Elder needs to cover kickoffs. It's like if Maurer doesn't put it in the end zone, the ball's back at the 40. It's like yeah. they can't count on him putting it in the end zone every time. It's like they got to cover kickoffs. That's a key. They can't give this team short fields. So well, good point, and thanks for taking my number two point, but that's okay because they do. Uh, <laughs> Maurer needs to get it into the end zone, and if they don't, uh, they need to cover those better. I was looking at the stats, and, and you made a great point, Steve, is that they they spread the ball out tonight a lot better so far in the first half. Luke Flowers with three receptions, Andrew Harp with three receptions, Drew Ramsey with two, and Justin Ray with one, along with Mikey, Mikey Kirsch. Uh, but the thing I like to see Elder do, continue what they're doing, but Drew Ramsey needs more touches. He's only had uh, two touches running the ball, and he's had two receptions, and St. X is doing a great job of blanketing him, but Drew Ramsey's the heart and soul of this team, let's face it, and and they need to find ways to get the ball into Drew Ramsey's hand in the second half. Did a great job on him in the first half. Hopefully they can scheme something to give uh, Drew Ramsey some more touches after halftime. Well, that's about all the time we have, guys, here from uh, uh, Balaban Field, uh, RDI Stadium. Uh, we'll be heading out, uh, driving I don't know which way we're going to head over, but hope to see a lot of people yeah. out at Roosters after the game. Uh, get some of the monster wings and pizzas. Yeah, and these are these are the wings that Fred Flintstone would have had if, <laughs> right. uh, if, if they, were, they were serving wings back then. I was wondering if these are from turkeys or something. Man. <laughs> <laughs> these things are There's a lot of meat on them. Yeah, right. All right, yeah. well, we'll, we'll uh, hand this thing back off to Lenny and Phil for all the exciting Second half action right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand. From comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program. And we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428, and brozartpharmacy.com. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Welcome back to Balaban Field and RDI Stadium at St. Xavier High School. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal getting ready to start the second half of action, but it's uh, 24 to 14. St. Xavier with the lead. Looking at some of the first half statistics, it's been all Charles Kellum. He has 18 carries, 139 yards for St. Xavier. He's also got two touchdowns, including a long run of 73 yards, but uh, the two touchdowns were, were short ones. A one yard touchdown run with 7.58 left in the first quarter. 
and then he had a one-yard touchdown run with 316 left in the second quarter to make it 21-14. They ended on a 27-yard field goal uh, for the Bombers, and that was Roe Miller. Uh, for the Elder Panthers, Luke Flowers with 13 yards on the ground. In the first half, Drew Ramsey, two carries for five. Ben, four for four. Ben was 11 of 17, 141 yards, but but filled two touchdowns, which uh, were pretty uh, big touchdowns. One by Klusman of eight yards, and the other by Mikey Kirch, a 21-yard nice catch in the end zone. Yeah, Kirsch is one that he really fought away, was, was the one that I think was the biggest surprise for the Panthers because he really went – to the turf on that one, and you're wondering if that ball is going to come up. But as I look down the stat sheet, you know, a couple things that jump out of me. Kellum with 135 yards. I mean, he had 400 coming into yeah. tonight. So, I mean, he's he's really rushing the ball like crazy, you know, coming into the game, uh, averaging about 4.8 yards a carry, and right now at about 7.5, obviously aided by that big old 70-yard run. But the other one that St. X has got to be looking at on the stat sheet, has got to be killing them. Seven penalties, 85 yards. I mean, Elder right now, when you're looking at the rushing yards, they only have five net rushing yards to 141 passing. St. X is at 280-some-odd yards, you know, of offense, but 85 penalty yards that St. X has given up to the Panthers, and that's where that one drive was able to stay alive. So the Panthers here, though, their defense is going to have a heavy task. I mean, St. X is going to get the football, and if you want this game to stay within reach, you got to get a stop here or hold them to three again. So coming out of the gates, execute everything, all the adjustments at halftime, and then Elder's offense seems to be working really well right now, so we'll see what that brings out when they come there. They've been running some great routes, making some big plays, getting some good blocks, so they just need a couple more things to keep falling their way. Holding Realty is proud to support and help Elder Panther football. The next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one, call one of these Elder Grants and Holding team members, John Barth, Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Hoding, Tim Obier, Doug Rolfus, Mike Rolfus, or Mike Wright. Call Holding Realtors for all your real estate needs. 451-4800 or visit them on the web at Hoding.com. The Panthers will kick off from left to right in their white jerseys with the white pants and the purple uh, numbers. Meanwhile, St. Xavier, the Bombers are in their perp- all blue with uh, the white numbers and the white helmets. And it's going to be Mauer to kick off for for the Panthers to start this third quarter. 24-14, they lead. And Loma, let's see, Mauer will get it close to the end zone this time, but still not in. Out to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, 25, 30, and he's going to go all the way for a touchdown. One, 99 yards on the touchdown for the St. Xavier Bombers. Just what you didn't want. And Eli does a good job again. Eli Kirk on the 99-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Getting upfield on that. I mean, great run. Kirk just really stuck to his blocks and ran straight upfield. St. X did a good job of getting their guys, you know, turning the defense, making sure you know, he had backside coverage to him so Elder didn't have a, a chance to even get off a block to make a play. Elder had that pretty well covered downfield too, but the blocks in the lane just developed all at the right time. So right out of the gate, St. X puts up points. Only good thing for the Panthers is that it wasn't a long, sustained drive, so Elder's offense is going to get to come back on the field here and, and try to cut back into this lead. But, man, that really takes the wind out of your sails coming out of everything you talked about at halftime to just boom right out of the gates, 12 seconds, touchdown. He's had a couple of big runs before that, and you you were expecting something uh, of that note, but not 99 yards on the opening part of the second half. 
So Roe Miller will look to add this extra point, 30-14. to 14. The Bombers on top, 11.48 to go in the third quarter. As they get ready to snap this one. Now the hold and the kick by Roe Miller is up and good. So with 11.48 to go in quarter number three, it's the Bombers 31 and the Panthers 14. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. For a sharp team look, work or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Welcome back to Balaban Field at St. Xavier Stadium, RDI Stadium. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal, and a shocking 99-yard kickoff return for a touchdown by Eli Kirk, and it's now 31-14 St. Xavier. This game was 14-14 at one point. Yeah, and right away, you know, St. X has taken advantage of some of their opportunities, and one of their biggest ones, obviously, right there, right out of the gates, just taking that ball to the house, really puts the pressure on the Panthers. And here's Ramsey takes it to the 10 to the 15, and now he's going to be tackled back, backwards by Max Bonner, or Luke Flowers, rather, on that return. So 11.42 remaining in this third quarter. Panthers need a good drive. They need to just just get uh, a chance to move the football, get a couple of first downs. I'm not asking for a lot here, but just get a couple of first downs and move the football. Right, and the key is going to be is getting points. I mean, you got to get points here. As, as we talked about the whole time, and I know the coaching staff talk about the same thing, is got to keep this game within striking distance. This is not a team that you can be down multiple scores to. So you got to take this opportunity to cut right back into that lead and make it a three-point game again. First and ten, they spot it at the 18-yard line. They give to Flowers, and Flowers gets to about the 18, maybe the 19-yard line. A gain of just a couple on first down for the Panthers. Pet Juan sells fresh food, pet food by the pound, and it's made locally in Ohio, and it's with free next-day delivery. Visit online at PetWantsCincyWest.com. 11.15 to go here in the third quarter, 31-14. Bombers on top. Panthers have a second down and seven at the 19-yard line. Three wide receivers to the right side for the Panthers. Two to the left. Empty backfield. Mikey Kirch will go in motion now. Line up at tight end. Now setting up is Hamilton. Looking, stepping up in the pocket. Feels the pressure. He's going to run it, but not much doing. Gets to about the 17-yard line. Another sack. Lions on the sack for St. Xavier. There's not enough going there for the Panthers. Just too much pressure up the field and then not enough protection when Hamilton stepped up into the pocket. So it brings up a third and nine. Not what you want to see given the looking, you know, possibly here. If you can't get something, going to give the ball right back to the St. X offense. This is what happened to Muller last week. They had too many third and nines, third and tens, and uh, that's why they lost. Three wide receivers to the left, one to the right on a third and eight. And looking as Hamilton back at his seven and throws it, barely gets it off and gets hit. As he was throwing it, but 
did get the football off, and he's on the ground and getting up and getting some help to get up. He was uh, hit pretty hard. Yeah, Sean Riley in with the pressure for the Bombers. So out of the gates, Elder's offense not really able to get anything going. And I mean, that's not it's not panic time, but your defense here and it needs to get a big stop because this is going to be key to keep your offense into the football game. And we've seen Elder's defense able to get some stops, but at the same time, X has been able to get some really big gains here. Alex Kemper back at his 48. Ramsey's going to kick this one short right around the 45 to the 50. Takes an elder bounce, though. It's going to hit around the 43-yard line, and St. Xavier will have it at their own 43-yard line. And Will Jansen uh, recovered it. So they'll set up uh, where they have a shorter field, only 57 yards to go. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Cincinnati Cyclones. First ice for the Cyclones, October 30th. So get your full season or partial tickets available now. Heritage Bank Arena will be rocking again, so visit CyclonesHockey.com for scheduled promotion and fun. Cyclones Hockey, it's more than just a game. This game is 31-14, 10-07 remaining here in the third. First and 10 at the 43 for St. Xavier at their own 43. Back is Mackay, looks to throw, it's incomplete. Almost, uh, Chris Kammer almost had an opportunity there. Uh, thought he was going to get to it, but did not. Yeah, Liam Holland with the good pressure there on what they wanted to do was let a screen set up for a little bit, but he forced that throw to come out a little bit quicker and crowded. So they're not able to get what they were setting up, but still St. X, it doesn't matter. They keep going with that quick huddle. Second down and 10 from the 43-yard line. Here's Makai, and now he's going to give it to Kellum. Kellum across the 40 to the 45, and he's out the 50, and he gets into elder territory at the 46-yard line, really around the 45, before Chris Kammer got him out of bounds. Brody, Brody Cook and Brian Parker pulled on that play from the right side. I mean, they just came flying over, so you had to pull in guards from the right side of the line. Really hard for the Panthers. I mean, that's that's 255, 290 coming at you, and they were moving quick down the line, able to help help St. X pick up that first down. Another first down, as you mentioned, Phil, right at the 45-yard line of Elder. First and 10 for St. Xavier, leading 31-14 to 14 with 957 here in the third. Under center is Mackay setting up now, looking, and now giving. Uh, it's going to be a reverse to the other side and picking up down to the 40-yard line is number 19, and that's going to be Robert Houston. So Robert Houston gets the carry. Just enough to get the Panthers who are, you know, pursuing on that on the outside, just just switching directions on them pretty quickly. But it only brings up – it brings up a second and short, so they didn't get the first down there. But X's offense really, you know, pulling some things out, but they're moving the ball easily. Second and one, the ball spotted at the elder 36. The roll to the right is Mackay. He steps up in the pocket, got some time, throws it into the end zone. It's complete for the touchdown. Easy touchdown there in the back of the end zone. And it's McFarland. And, and McFarland got the 36-yard touchdown. And the Panthers are having a tough time now. This game was tied at 14. It's now 37-14. And St. Xavier has a lot of offensive power, as you saw that. Yeah, moving the ball down the field. McFarland, baby, basically able to get behind Gutekunst on that play. And Gutekunst came up at about the goal line. I think he, he thought that ball was coming a little bit short, and he was going to make a play on it. And it just went over his head right in. Great ball, great throw by, by McKay. So the 
Bombers able to strike again and really open this lead up. And with 9.44, adds the extra point. So it's 38-14, St. Xavier Bombers with 9.44 remaining. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Welcome back to Balaban Field, RDI Stadium at St. Xavier High School. And the Panthers, It was this was a game uh, right around the second quarter, was tied at 14. And now it's 38-14 after a 99-yard kickoff return for a touchdown to start the second half by uh, Eli Kirk. And then a 36-yard touchdown reception. By McFarland, and right now it's 38 to 14, Phil. And this will be the drive for the Panthers. You know, this will be a key one. Got to score on this drive to keep yourself in the football game. Giving a ball back, it, it would just allow the Bombers to open it up way too much. Flowers gets the carry, and he'll get across the 20 to about the 24 yard line. Luke so they move the across the 20 to the 24 this time. Delay. An extra four yards for the Panthers. For over 114 years, the Red Wing Shoe Company of Red Wing, Minnesota, has crafted and distributed premium footwear for work and outdoor. And now with the Red Wing Shoe Store Ultimate Fit Experience, you'll receive state-of-the-art foot scanning, fitting, and products best suited for your work environment. Get the Ultimate Fit Experience at one of five Cincinnati Red Wing Shoe locations at Western Hills, Florence, Kentucky, Eastgate, Mason, and Tri-County. 9.38 remaining here in the third, 38-14, and the Panthers have a first and 10 at the 24-yard line. And now it's going to be Flowers on the carry. Flowers does not get back to maybe to the line of scrimmage. He does now. So it'll be a second and 10 coming up for the Panthers. And Flowers is trying to get something going up the, up the middle there right off of left side of the center, but not a lot going for the Panthers. So the biggest thing that Elder does, like we said, Len, got to get back into a little bit of a groove. I know you're shell-shocked with the way it came out, but there's still a lot of football to play, but you got to put the ball in the end zone on this drive. I mean, there's a lot of football left to play. It's not completely out of reach, but this is a key drive for the Panthers. Down to 8.58 left here in the third, and it's 38-14. Three wide to the left on a second down and nine for the Panthers. Shotgun Hamilton back. Here comes the rush, and they're going to get a flag down before the snap and a false start for the Panthers. If you're feeling good and hungry, then you know it's Skyline time. There's no better West Side tradition than Skyline Chili before and after the game. Skyline Chili at Delhi Pike, Harrison Avenue in Dent, or Glenway Avenue across from Pet Boys. So the Panthers will be backed up a little bit more at the 20-yard line. It'll be second down and 14 now for the Panthers. At 8 minutes and 35 seconds, 38-14 to 14 St. Xavier Bombers with two touchdowns to start this second half have the lead. Three wide receivers for the Panthers. Now to the left side. Kirch goes in motion. They got two to the right. And now another flag. So St. X has been all night kind of hard shifting and moving, trying to get Elder to go. And, and 
on that one there. They finally get him the pipes. That's back-to-back flags on the Panthers who just equaled the penalty flags thrown on them in the first half just in a matter of the start of this quarter. They only had two, and now that's back-to-back two penalties. So this is really not a very manageable second down. Second and 19. This is where they'll eat up uh, the uh, offenses, St. Xavier. But here's Pamelton back at his five. Rolls out, gets away from a defender. Now he's going to be tackled at the 16-yard line. And a loss of about three or four. Vandy, you you know, Hamilton's able to get away from from Cummings on that one. I mean, he was just chasing hard coming off of the uh, the right side of Elder's line. And Hamilton steps up and starts running. But the thing that's got to continue on there is that Cummings kept and stayed in pursuit. Elder's offense lineman start, became a photographer. He just started watching. you got to keep pursuing that guy and try to stay in front of him so he's not going to go and blindside your quarterback. I mean, that's just that's just fighting the play. And, I mean, you got to make those types of plays. Third down and 17. The ball spotted at the 17-yard line. Two wide receivers left and the right, and it's going to be Hamilton with the pitch to Flowers. Flowers across the 15. He gets back to around... The original, uh, right around the 20-yard line, and it'll be fourth down coming up for the Panthers. I said the Panthers, you know, here you got to—they're going to punt the football uh, on this one. Hopefully, they can get a little bit of a better ball than on the last one. Get it downfield. I mean, obviously, you're going to have Kemper back, and he's had some good runbacks. Kemper uh, on his two. He's really had uh, only about a 10-yard run, but right now, if he catches that ball at the 50. I mean, that's great, great field position for St. X. And I'll set up now. It's going to be Ramsey. little bounce kick back at the 50. It's going to take a bounce to the 47-yard line. So the Panthers, a pretty good kick. And it is now a first down for the Bombers at the 47. Another short field, though. For St. Xavier, you can't keep giving them a short field. No, uh, and this is where it, it, coming into this game, go all the way back to the first quarter, this is that St. X offense that you were really worried about, that offense that has big playability, they can score quickly, and even when they don't have a play that is successful, they still go no huddle and go quick to keep you guessing, and that's what they've been successful at. It all started with that kick return, but the offense really came out firing so far. Makai shotgun on a first and 10 at the 47. He's got Kellum to his left, and now they go in motion with McFarland, and the give is to Kellum. Kellum across the 50. He's now into elder territory at the 45 to the 43-yard line. Chris Cameron and company uh, on, on the tackle for the Panthers. Also in on the tackle was number 37, Bradley Horschenmeyer. So first and 10 at the 42, four wide receivers to the right side. Kellum in the backfield for Mackay, and now the give again to Kellum inside the 40 to the elder 38-yard line. Spinney and company on the tackle. Yeah, a couple of guys on that play for the Panthers. Yeah, a couple guys getting rolled up on. And uh, point, uh, Nick Coleman was a little slow to get up. He was on the bottom of the pile, but, I mean, he's all right. At first I thought he was going to. Come up slow. Officials going to check in on him, but um, yeah, they can't afford that. Is uh, he's replaced Nick Path? And I'm not sure why the officials making him go off the field. He wasn't injured. Nobody came out, but so Zach Gutekunst come back on to back come back on to the football field. Second down and six. The ball spotted at the Elder 38-yard line. Four wide receivers to the right, one to the left side. Shotgun 
for Mackay. Back at his 44, and throw is complete to the side to McFarland. And McFarland gets inside the 40 to the 37-yard line. So a gain of about one. Gutekunst on the tackle for the Panthers. Great job shedding his block on the outside and coming up and making a play and hitting McFarland low on that one. But again, X right back to it. 5.28 and counting, a third down and six at the Elder 37. The throw to the left side is complete to Max Clare, and Clare inside the 30 to the 25, now to the 23-yard line for 14 yards and a bomber first down. Tyler McCoy brings him down for the Panthers, but it does, like you said, Len, it picks it up, picks up the first down as that clock is ticking towards the five-minute mark. First and 10, the ball spotted at the Elder 24-yard line. Kellum goes in motion to the right. One wide receiver to the left side. Shotgun is looking back as Mackay throws it into the end zone. Incomplete overthrown. He had, I think McFarlane was intended for that, but he fell down. Yeah, and that ball, though, I mean, the trajectory of that football hit hit directly out of bounds, and and the route that McFarlane was taking was not going to get him there to that point. So, I mean, that ball just overthrown. Panthers with a little bit of pressure, but good coverage downfield. Uh, But St. X sitting pretty right here on the 24th. Second down and 10, ball spotted at the 24, 5.04 remaining. Here's Mackay, the throw to McFarland to the right, inside the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, and he's going to go in for another touchdown for the Bombers. This time, 24 yards, and that makes it 44 to 14 pending. Tyler McCoy not able to get off of his block there to try to make a play. Uh, and bring him down, and Chris Cameron was the last hope for the Panthers. He couldn't get there either. So just like that, St. X really stretches this one out and and scores quickly, just like we knew that they could coming into this football game, and they've been doing it in a hurry. They have. In seven minutes, they have scored on a 99-yard kickoff return. They have scored a 36-yard touchdown by McFarland, and now another 24-yard touchdown with 4.56 to go. They lead it 44 to 14. Now getting ready to add this extra point. Roe Miller, the kick is up, and this one is good. So with 4.56 remaining in quarter number three, it's all St. Xavier right now over Elder 45 to 14. We'll take a time out of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last, it's Skyline time. I'm Deacon Bill Mullaney. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to RDI Stadium at Balaban Field, St. Xavier High School. And the Bombers leading over the Panthers, 45-14. The last one coming on a 24-yard touchdown catch by McFarland, his second touchdown in the quarter and it's 45 to 14 and Roe Miller will look to kick this one off again Flowers back deep and he'll take it at the 1 across the 5 he gets to the 10 and not much more than that to the 12 yard line as the Bombers are just like it's like blood in the water right now for the Bombers yeah and that that ball you know just nothing going for the Panthers on that return 
So the Panthers get going to have to start inside their inside their own 20 and, and just try to get something going with their offense. But the problem is a St. X's defense really is coming. I mean, they just the last couple of plays, the, the pass rush and everything has been incredibly heavy, and we are in that running clock territory. So right now the official just started rolling that clock with it being a 31-point spread here. So we're at the 420 mark in the third quarter, and Panthers can't cut into it. This game's going to go quick. First down and 10. The ball spotted at the 12-yard line. Shotgun for Hamilton. Kirch goes in motion. Two wide receivers to the left and one to the right side. Hamilton back at his five. Now looks to throw down the field, and it is incomplete. Incomplete across the middle. Looked like Will Jansen was out there. Oh, yeah. Justin Ray, rather. Yeah, in and out of the hands of Justin Ray on that one. A quick one. Ben Hamilton took another shot on that play and went down. Good pressure by the St. X defense. Not letting Ben Hamilton really sit in the pocket and make some of those throws he was making in the second second quarter that was allowing the Panthers to drive down the field. Now, a reminder, uh, coming up at uh, after the game, it's Prep Sport Radio Network game night. You can go see the guys in uh, the scoreboard show at Roosters over on Brookshank. It's always a good time. And those big wings, Phil. Yeah, get on out to Roosters, new sponsor this year, and and get on out to that postgame show. First down and 10 at the tw- uh, they'll set it up second down and 10 at the 12 yard line. And now back is Hamilton at his four. Looks to throw down the field. Mikey Kirch, and it's off to the right and incomplete. So it'll be third down coming up for the Panthers. We're trying to get it downfield to, to, to Harp. Nothing going there. And Ben Hamilton again took another shot. I mean, he's just sitting in that pocket and just getting hit. St. X here, we're looking at a, a third down. Elder has not moved the sticks, but, I mean, this is third third, third down from your 12, which really makes it even more daunting, too. You don't want to accidentally, you know, get that ball out as you're getting hit late, and it becomes a pick six. Third and 10, the ball spotted at the 12. Three wide receivers for, for the Panthers off to the left side, and now Kirch goes in motion. Two to the right side, five wide. No one in the backfield but Hamilton steps back at his four. And looks to throw the ball down the field. And this one is caught by Kurtz, I believe, at the 39. Do they they call it no? They, they're going to say no. There's no, no catch on that one. Ramsey went up to, to try to get it. And there is a penalty marker on a play. St. X is going to get hit with a pass interference call. So we're going to go ahead and move this football up for the Panthers. And the clock, as you mentioned, continues to run with 2.05 and counting in this one. Navigating this real estate market. Takes experience in your West Side experts in Caldwell Banker. Buying your dream home or selling your current home is skillfully guided by your Caldwell Banker agent, 922-9400, or on the web at cbhomes.com. So they'll move the football right around the 27-yard line for the Panthers on that first down and 10. With a minute 35 and counting here in the third quarter, 45-14 to 14 St. X. Three wide left and one wide to the right side, shotgun for Hamilton. Back at his 20. The throw to the left side is Justin Ray, and they're going to say no at the 29. Ryan Nolan on the defensive coverage for the Bombers. So, not and good there. Defensive breakup, second and 10. So, second and 10 for the Panthers. Look no further than Hemlock Hills Resort Tonight, Rentals for your top of the line vacation cabins throughout the Smoky Mountains. From small couples' cabins to large family reunion units, visit them all at hemlockhillscabinrentals.com. 
52 seconds and counting here in quarter number three. And a running clock situation. The Panthers trailing 45 to 14. There's a second down and 10 at the 27-yard line for the Panthers. Back is Hamilton. Looks to throw. It is complete across the 30-yard line, right to around the 31-yard line. And looked like Ramsey, and he lost his helmet at the 31. Yeah, Ramsey hit, hit on the play. Uh, by Grant Lyons and just lost his helmet right up there in the middle. So Rams is going to have to come off on this one. But I don't think the Panthers going to run another play in the third quarter here. No, it looks like with 15 seconds it will continue to run. And the Panthers will hold it there. 45-14 to 14 is going to be your score. And that is the end of the third quarter of play with the score. St. Xavier Bombers 45, Elder Panthers 14. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIP. If you're caring for a loved one with dementia, it can be stressful. As their needs progress, you need support. At Artist Senior Living, we partner with you and your loved one to provide above and beyond customized care. Experience the Artist Way in Bridgetown and Mason. Theartistsway.com slash Ohio. 513-401-7531. Welcome back to RDI Stadium, Balaban Field at St. Xavier High School. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here on a Friday night, a gorgeous Friday evening, but not so good for the Panthers. They are trailing 45-14. to 14. This game was tied at 14 late in the second quarter, and now after 21 points, St. X scored in the third quarter. It's 45-14. to 14. They scored on the opening kickoff, 99 yards. Then they had a 36-yard touchdown reception by McFarland. And McFarland again, a 24-yard touchdown catch, and it is 45-14. Bombers have a a third down and six now. They'll set up with Hamilton to throw, and it is incomplete intended. And, of course, Hamilton got hit again back at his 18-yard line. Panthers just not able to get anything going since they've come out from the half on offense. X has made some good adjustments on defense to to keep the Panthers from getting back their, their mojo on offense. And they just haven't really found it, so the Panthers going to have to punt again. Alex Kepper will go back deep. He's back at his 40-yard line, and Ramsey at his 15. And Ram Ramsey will kick this one, just a kind of a short kick, and it goes out of bounds at around the 45, let's see, 44-yard line. So the Another short field for St. Xavier. This time they'll start off at the 45-yard line. Kelsey Chevrolet has opened the Tri-State's newest and largest pre-owned car superstore, selling all makes and all models. From their family to yours for life, see Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at Kelsey Chevrolet or Kelsey pre-owned vehicles, Route 50 in Lawrenceburg or KelseyChev.com. Kelsey Chevrolet, proud to support elder football. Running clock will start soon, 11-11 remaining here in the fourth quarter and they'll set up to the right side they'll have one wide receiver they'll go off to the left side with Jay Farrar 
he is off to the left side with a first and ten for St. Xavier, and the clock begins to run. Under center is McKay. And now the give to McCullum is McCullum, rather. Cullum across the 45, and he gets to the 47-yard line. Bartley Thomas tried to force him out of bounds, going low, uh, but Cullum just ran right over him, and uh, Bartley Thomas is slow to get up on the sideline right here in front of us, the St. X sideline. Yeah, with 10.55 to go, we'll take a quick timeout with the score 45-14, St. Xavier Bombers on the Prep Sports Radio Network. A visit to a great Smoky Mountain paradise is just a click away at HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Planning a family reunion that needs an eight-bedroom cabin or just an intimate single-room cabin, HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com has it all. With cabins in Gatlinburg or rental units in Pigeon Forge, you'll be near all the best attractions. Fall and holiday seasons fill up fast, so reward your family with a mountain escape from HemlockHillsResortCabinRentals.com. Welcome back to Balaban Field, RDI Stadium, and uh, good news, Barley Thomas going off on his own power and uh, kind of running across the field, so that's a good sign, Phil. Yeah, he just, I think he, the way he got hit, he probably just got the wind knocked out of him, and, and you know, as, as Kellum runs the football, I mean, he's a power runner, so there was just a big collision there on the sideline. It, Bartley Thomas will probably be back in his football game. Second down and eight for the Bombers at the 47-yard line of the Panthers. Well, actually, no, they're on 47. With 10.45 to go, one wide receiver to the right, one to the left side. And they're going to bring in some extra help here. It's going to be, they're going into a little bit more of their deep offense. As now with, uh, they're going to be sacked back at like the 44-yard line. Samari Freeman with the tackle for the Panthers. And uh, Liam Miller carries it for St. Xavier. Oh, check that. That was P.J. McColgan. Yeah, P.J. is uh, the backup quarterback and uh, halfback and setting up here. Wildauer, he'll pitch it off to the left side again. It's McColgan. And McCogan gets to the 45-yard line, and not much more than that. Hey, Chris Kammer and several other Panthers spinning out there. Uh, George is out there, holing out there, trying to make a play on that ball. Third down, and actually fourth down and 10 now with 9.28 to go. And the first time today we'll see Max Clare back to punt this one away, it looks like. going to snap it back at the 30-yard line is where Claire is. And now he'll run to the right, and he's going to do the rugby style, and it's going to be short kick. It's going to bounce at the other side of the field. So right around the 42-yard line is where the Panthers will get it on their own 42. So decent field position for the Panthers. No run back needed. So let's see if Elder's offense can can get a little bit going here, get some confidence. You know, right now, obviously, as this clock is going to continue to tick, this one is in the books. But, you know, next week you're going to have another uh, big task moving in. So might as well, you got to do, get some work in here, got to keep working on your offense. So with this last nine minutes, Elder's offense would be nice to put together a sustained drive and, and maybe, you know, punch First one in. 10 Panthers. 
And the Panthers will have it. They'll move it actually to the 48-yard line, so good field position. Probably the best of the day for the Panthers. Two wide receivers to the right. They go shotgun and now setting up off to the right side. Panthers get a a run across the 50 to the 49-yard line. So not much doing there. Auten Reeve on the carry for the Panthers. Yeah, Ben Schuster's in a quarterback for the Panthers. The elders made some substitutions on their offense. So giving some of those second-string guys opportunity here in this football game. As St. X is doing the same thing with their defense, moving a lot of guys around. So for the last eight minutes here, see some new names. Yeah, Carson Brown, I think, is in as well uh, for the Panthers. We'll see. So we'll try to get you all the people that are in. Auten Reeve, of course, just carry the football. And Schuster is in at quarterback for the Panthers. Three wide receivers to the right. They set up now. And now the give up the middle to Auten Reeb again inside the 50 to the 48-yard line. So not much doing there for the Panthers. It'll be the third down carry now coming up for the Panthers. With 7.45 remaining here in this fourth quarter. Don't forget, next week it's going to be Saturday, Phil. Yes. Against Moeller. Moeller, 4 o'clock at the pit. Uh, you know, it would be another good matchup. You know, Moeller obviously lost their first uh, GCL South game to to the Bombers, and the Panthers will come in uh, with a loss too. So hopefully, you know, one obviously somebody's going to get on the right side in the GCL South, but X looks like to be ahead of the game at 2-0. and So uh, if you can just get, get a GCL South win next week for the Panthers, that'd be, that'll be a huge win. Two wide receivers to the right side, and now two to the left side. Schuster back at his 45, and he's going to be sacked back at the 42-yard line. And just like that, D.J. Rose with the tackle, and it is. So the Panthers do not move the football on their drive. So it'll be back to St. Xavier. The Bombers with a 45-14 lead, 6.50 and counting in this one. Coming up again, come to Roosters after for the for Prep Sports Radio Network game night on Crookshank. Guys will be setting up there. And there's the punt. It's by Rand. It's a good one. It's going to be taken back at around the 27-yard line. And that was uh, number 32, uh, Drew Joel Patterson. Sharp on the fair catch for the Bombers. St. Xavier's offense will begin first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. So, so St. X with, with, you know, again, Len, like you were saying in the last one, St. X doing a lot of substitutions on their offense as well. Both teams able to get some guys into the uh, football game, which is good for your second-string guys. But, obviously, Elder had an opportunity coming out of the half, and that, that 99-yard return just really, really took the wind out of the sails and started everything for the Bombers. And P.J. McCullen with the carry that time. And as you mentioned, you're right. It, you, know, the, you know, you look at a game of 14-14 and you just, you hope, right? And, and then that kickoff return, you just start the second half, just kind of made it easier for St. Xavier here, 45. But that's what they do to you. I mean, they, they kind of lull you to sleep and they give you, you know, every, uh, every pass. And they had McFarland with two touchdowns. They'll set up now. Going with one wide receiver to the left and one to the right side. There's a give again. Across the 35 and a fumble. See if the Panthers can get this one at the 33-yard line. McCogan was the ball carrier. The fumble was caused by Scott Schmidt. Yeah, let's see what they finally uh, 
But they're going to give it back to St. Xavier. Yeah, Scott Schmidt in backward pursuit, able to punch the football out, but St. X able to, to go ahead and fall on that one. It's actually the second fumble of this series. There was one just on a previous play. That ball bounced backwards, nothing but blue jerseys to fall on it. Set up here with a under center, a third down and one for St. Xavier. McColgan the carry again inside to around the 37-yard line. Right around the 38-yard line is where they'll finally get him. Gain of four. That'll be another first down for St. Xavier with 4.50 remaining here in this fourth quarter. Nick Heisel comes up and makes a good play, too, for the Panthers. Just really gets a nice stick in a hole uh, on that one. But this clock, those running clocks, you know, it comes just as quick as you think it is. We're almost at the 4.30 mark. It just keeps running along. Setting up Ryan Nolan, quarterback, and now the pitch to the left side. It's going to be McColgan, and he gets to the 40. He's going back the other way, 45 to the 50. And now 45, he's into elder territory at the 43-yard line before he's tackled by Justin Kelly of the Panthers. Justin Kelly there outside, good wrap-up, bringing him down, saving the big touchdown on the cutback as they move the ball. Uh, downfield here to, to the 42. So St. X's offense at the four-minute mark still rolling. First and 10 at the Elder 42. Two wide receivers to the left side. And now McColgan again will get it to the 40. He's out to the 35-yard line before he is taken down by number 42, Ben Volgerding. We'll see if St. X maybe slows down the pace of the game here is – you know, they, they do like to go quick, but we'll see if they try to slow it down to, you know, avoid just punching one in too early. But the age-old thing, I mean, you got to stop them still. Yeah. you still got to stop them when they snap the football. Set up a second down and three, and the McColgan will get it again. It's around the 35 to the 33-yard line. Again, of a two. and making the defensive stop. And, uh, yeah, Luke Paff getting in there for the Panthers, making the stop. And, and Elder, a lot of white jerseys keep subbing in, in throughout. Same with St. X. A lot of guys subbing in, uh, moving the ball as we hit to the three-minute mark. 2.58 and counting, and it's third down and one for St. Xavier. Ball spotted at the 33-yard line, 45-14, to 14, and a running clock. Two wide receivers to the right. Under center is Nolan, and now... Off to the left, and now it's going to be picking up his, his Erie, and Erie's going to run it into the end zone for the touchdown for St. Xavier. 33 yards. So Erie gets the touchdown. And that's just a lot of, a lot of arm tackling there by the Panthers. Just not getting the, not going to get the job done up front. Just reaching out at this point, making trying to make those plays. But Erie, good job reading it and making making the moves in to get, get another touchdown for the Bombers. Like we said, Len, you still got to stop them. I mean, yeah. you can't expect them to just take a knee and do nothing. And that that's exactly St. X just able to really take a play that looked like Elder should have made a couple of tackles up the middle and just able to sneak through. And Roe Miller will look to add this extra point. 51-14 to 14 pending, and this kick is up, and it is good. So with 2.38 remaining here in the fourth quarter, it's St. Xavier 51, 52 rather, and it's uh, 14. Even I can't give up with the score. It's too many. And we'll be back on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Support for Elder Panther football is from Cliffview Resort and Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals. 
Immerse yourself in the natural beauty and serenity of Kentucky's Red River Gorge. However large or small your group, and no matter what conveniences you're looking for, you'll find a clean and comfortable stay at Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals or Cliffview Resort. Proud sponsors of Elder Panther Football. Welcome back to Balaban Field, RDI Stadium at St. Xavier High School. It has been all bombers, especially here in the second half, though. Uh, 52-14, this game was 21-14 at the half, and they have just dominated here in the second half. They started with that 99-yard kickoff return. And the Elder's offense just couldn't get... You know, their legs back underneath them like they had in the first first half. They, you're moving a football, having some successful plays downfield, but just really haven't, hadn't been able to get that going again uh, in the second half. And St. X really capitalized on that moving forward. And right here, Elder's offense will get the get the football back. But, you know, you got to feel that uh, no matter what takes place here, this is going to be a, probably a 52-14 to 14 final. Yeah, with 2.38 remaining, it's going to be tough to get anything really going here, especially with the running clock. And the clock will continue to run now as it starts at 2.30. And Roe Miller will look to kick this one off. See if the Panthers can get a good return here with 2.20. And it's going to be taken around the 10-yard line. Luke Flowers across the 20. To the 25, and he's out at the 30-yard line, out of bounds. Luke Flowers takes the punt. So the Panthers will get the football at the 30-yard line. It'll be Ben Schoster and company for the Panthers. Can we get some? Uh, make sure we mention some of the substitutions that keep coming in for the Panthers. But 209, we're back next week on Saturday against Moeller. That is a 4 o'clock kickoff, 3.30 pregame show. But nice to be at the pit rather than uh, usually that game is at uh, UC. Well, if you remember last year, it actually was supposed to be uh, a Moeller home game. But because of COVID, they hosted it at the pit. So they'll get back-to-back Elder Moeller games at the pit. Right. And there's a completion across the 35 to the 40-yard line as the Panthers get a reception by Nick Salamone. With a reception, I remember Nick uh, getting some playing time a couple of weeks ago and getting. And Nick Salamone, it's on the season after that catch, but coming into this game had one catch for 14 yards and a touchdown. Hey, you got to so, make the most of your catches. Don't yeah, you? Nick Salamone getting taking taking opportunities as he gets on the field. Ben Schuster with a nice pass, good protection from the offensive line, but again, not really able to get a whole lot going as that clock ticks to 120 here. Setting up now with a first down and 10 at the 43-yard line. Two wide receivers to the left side. And Schuster with a minute nine, is going to pitch it off to the right side. Ottenreeb to the 45. And he's still with it out to the 47-yard line with a minute to go here in this game. 52-14, St. Xavier on top. So Ottenreeb gets the carry, and they'll set up for probably one more play here, Phil, with 44 seconds. Yeah, have to snap it at least one more time. So they'll get one in and uh, see what they can do here. And again, coming up uh, after this game is Prep Sports Radio Network game night over at Roosters. Grab uh, some good wings, some good food all there, and uh, you can see all the uh, scores. And get all the scores and everything with 20 seconds left in this one. Three wide receivers to the left. 
Shotgun for Schuster. Schuster looks to throw the ball down the field, and it is incomplete. And we're going to get a flag down as it was intended for West Melito. Yeah, and they're going to call pass interference, but because of the running clock, it's just going to keep rolling, and that's going to be the end of the ball game. That is the end of the ball game, as you mentioned. 52-14 is your final score. We'll come back with the Cooper Electric star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. We're the Tri-State's fastest-growing Chevy dealer and pre-owned superstore. Plus, lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Introducing our brand-new state-of-the-art Kelsey Collision Center, repairing all makes, all models, and working with all insurance companies. Plus, our newly expanded certified service center. From our elder family to yours, go Panthers, Altiora. Visit us at KelseyChev.com. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, on the web at Hoding.com. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Balaban Field and RDI Stadium here at St. Xavier High School. Uh, with St. Xavier with a 52-14 win, but the Cooper Electric star of the game, a big play in the first half, Mikey Kirch with a big touchdown catch 21 yards in the end zone, and it was just a super play. We're going to give him the Cooper Electric star of the game, Phil. Excellent catch. Uh, fought for the football, and at that point, I mean, that was a big play to, to, to really put that in a position where a lot of people didn't think Elder would be, tying a football game up. Uh, and Mikey Kirsch, again, is a guy that can really contribute to this offense because he's, he's a tough guy, he's a great blocker, and he can make those types of plays in those tight situations. So, Hopefully that's something that we'll see uh, being used a little bit more um, as, the, as the season goes on, Mikey Kirsch making those plays. I mean, it's there, but, again, guys got to make plays. I mean, that the, you know, we have opportunities. you got guys in the right spots, but then once that takes place, those guys on the field got to make those plays moving forward. And, and I think next week against the Muller Crusaders, that's exactly what the Panthers are going to be working on, and they get an extra day of prep because of the fact that this game is going to be on a Saturday and not the typical Friday. Right, and, and just looking at the, the first-half numbers, St. X only had 283 yards and Elder had 146. At the end of the game, 468 yards for St. X and 170 for Elder. So that's a huge difference. Second half, of course, the 99-yard kickoff return. That started it all and uh, scoring 52 points to win it, 52-14. to 14. Uh, Kellum had 168 yards. Uh, including two touchdowns, and on McFarland, five catches, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. For the Panthers, as mentioned, Mikey Kurtz uh, did a nice job getting that touchdown, and uh, it's uh, Hamilton was 12 of 23, 145 yards, two touchdowns, but was sacked three times, and he will uh, look forward to this game being over. <laughs> they're, they're going back and forth. But uh, tough break for the Panthers in this one, but like you said, it's a Saturday game next week, and we'll uh, 
we'll have this game for you for you next week. So thanks to Mark Bengel, to Steve Bengel, Tom Kenny, to Paul back at the studio. Thank you to, to you, the listener. Once again, the final score, Sanex 52 and the Elder Panthers 14. Next week we're back again uh, Saturday afternoon as Muller comes to the pit for 4 o'clock start at a 3.30 kickoff. For Phil Bengel, I'm Len Harvey. So long from RDI Stadium, Balaban Field at St. Xavier High School. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's the Prep Sports Radio Network game night from Roosters on Boudinot with uh, or Crookshank, rather. Is it Boudinot? Crookshank. Crookshank. There you go. I'll get it right. Uh, Crookshank with Steve, Tom, and Mark. You've been listening to Elder Football, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by the Urology Group, the Lucian Schuster team with Morgan Stanley, Hoting Realtors, Brosart Pharmacy, Fuller Information Systems, Ron's Roost, Red River Gorge Cabin Rentals, Skyline Chili, Coldwell Banker Realty, Schmidt Heating and Cooling, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Joseph Chevrolet, Wardway Fuels, Robert Jones Plumbing, Red Wing Shoes, Artist Senior Living Bridgetown, Hemlock Hills Cabin Rentals of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge, Cooper Electric, and Rooster's Wings. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of Elder High School football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. It's time for Prep Sports Radio Game Night. Brought to you by Rooster's Restaurant, a fun, casual joint. And now, for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores, let's go live to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with your hosts, Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, hello, hello. Here it is. Time for us to do the talking out at Roosters, and, uh, you know, guys, one thing, I uh, can't hear anything. I'm going to say, can you hear that? Check, 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 check. check. Hello. I'm a, All right. There I am. Here we are. Okay. Can you sort of hear me there? Yeah. You can't hear anything? Yeah, let's see here. We have an all kind of, let's see here. Check, oh, check, There check. we go. You're a number, you're the white one. Okay. There's a good story why all there the levels go. are off. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hearing weird stuff. Not, I, it, it, I don't know why. Hot in my headphones. Yeah, nothing's nothing's working right here. How's that? Is that's that, that's, that's okay. much better. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're trying to get the levels. It's we've we've been rushing. We were over at St. X Field, and uh, then they they did the running clock. So we're getting here, throwing things together, and uh, one speaker's dead. And anyways, we're getting going here. But you know, Tom, when when you have games like this, a 52 to 14 uh, loss. Uh, I, I, look, I don't get too cranked up about a big win, and I don't get too depressed over a big loss. These things happen. <laughs> Just we, we knew going into the night that this, this was going to be one of those um, games where everything had to go right for Elder. Everything. Can you, can you hear yours? Uh, no. Could go to that one. Switch uh, that headset there. So. Uh. Let's try that. Yeah, that one's that's a lot. There we go. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, it was a situation where uh, things were looking good. I mean, uh, Elder wanted to stay right in, into the game, and, and they had it. They were tied 14-14, and and I think that the 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 Bomber fans uh, were kind of shocked and stunned. Elder was looking great, 
and they have not been able to put together a complete game this year, uh, with the exception of the Cub Calf game and then the the gimme game with right. the uh, with the joke of the team came up from Virginia. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it, it's a situation where uh, they just want <laughs> they just could not when they needed to make a stop if. Uh, uh, if Maurer couldn't get it into the end zone, yeah. they'd uh, they'd return it 40, 40, 45 yards. They'd be almost at midfield, and then uh, right after the half, they ran it all the way back, and, and it was done. It was uh, the sales were yeah, it was out of the sales. You know, we talk about uh, offense every week. We talk about defense every week, and special teams we don't talk about every week. But everybody knows there's three parts of a team. And special teams is one of them. And who would have thought that, uh, you know, the special teams would rear its ugly head and uh, David Maurer, you know, not kicking it into the end zone, missing it by a yard. And lo and behold, uh, you know, a, a 21 to 14 halftime deficit turns into a 28 to 14 deficit, you know, a minute later at the beginning of the second half. But at halftime, up until the, uh, the the long run at the end of the half by uh, St. X to get that final uh, field goal anyway, uh, Elder was in the game. And Elder did make plays, and we talked about it at half. And we talked about, uh, you know, Kluzman making the reception uh, for the first touchdown. And we talked about Mikey Hurst, or Kurse, uh making the reception in the second quarter to get it tied at 14 to 14. So there were things that they did on making plays, um, and it's it kept them in the game. And then, like you said, the wind just kind of left the sails uh, after that long touchdown or kickoff return, I should say, uh, to start the second half, and that seemed to, to deflate the team and put it behind the eight ball. Once again, very similar to the Lakewood St. Ed game. Yeah, it, it 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 was uh, the the tale of two halves, so to speak, and and uh, you, there, the margin against a team like the Bombers. Let, let's be frank. Yeah, they're, they're so deep, they're so big, they're so strong. They have Fast. Uh, depth and depth and depth, and yeah. and uh, Elder needed to put together the perfect game, and it's impossible to do that. It so, is uh, it, it's on the road. A, uh, yeah, but. You know, if you let's let's continue to look at the bright side. Uh, they're they're two up and four down, but all four of the losses have been to the top top teams, uh, three of the top teams in the state of Ohio, and and you could say that Louisville St. X is one of the top teams in Kentucky too. So uh, you're playing the best of the best. Uh, the road's going to get easier after tonight. Uh, it should anyway a little bit, but another GCL foe comes to the pit next Saturday. Uh, the Mueller Crusaders, uh, who in their own right have been a little reinvigorated this year. They were coming off a couple down years. Um, but, you know, they came and played the same next last week. With, uh, with 3.10 to go in the game, uh, Mueller is up on uh, LaSalle 28-14. to 14. Wow. Uh, well, so There you have it. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't get easier after tonight. <laughs> no. But yeah. you're playing in the GCL South, and it shouldn't be easy. Elder will have a home game. Uh, they just need to regroup. Uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a difficult week from a schedule standpoint for the Elder Panthers uh, because 
Uh, there's work going to be done with getting ready for the Darius Rucker concert on Thursday. Uh, that means that Elder's playing on Saturday afternoon, and hopefully it's not going to uh, curtail the, the, the training and getting ready for the uh, Crusaders that are coming in next Saturday. Kind of an exciting week at the pit uh, with yeah. Darius Rucker coming in, and you know the, this concert had been scheduled. I can't even remember where it went. Uh, <laughs> then yeah. then the, the code was like May something, and then uh, then it was pushed back to September, and then you know. Yeah. And anyways, so we all know what happened with the uh, the plague last year. So uh, you know that that. Uh, um, it, it, well, finally to have it done. Now, I, right. know, I know the effort and the job by the school to put this on is a lot. Uh, I know they're trying to make this a nice fundraiser. Hopefully it will. And feather in the cap, it'll be exciting. Yeah. I have to find all my – we bought four <laughs> tickets. Uh, i got to – Find them. Find them, yeah. I, I, <laughs> gee whiz, I don't know where they're at. So <laughs> You're not alone, yeah. I'm sure, in that in yeah. that regard. Right. Yeah. So, but it, it – that's why the, the game on Friday is pushed into Saturday because right. uh, they're giving uh, Darius Rucker's crew more time on Friday to tear down and yeah. get things right. So, yeah. um, so we, we'll be it there. Is, it's it's, it's going to be an exciting week. And, you know, let's face it, it's football, right? Tonight's a football game. You know, Doug's been saying all year the kids seem to they need to have fun. Uh, it's not fun when you lose. It's not fun when you lose like you did tonight. Uh but at the same time, uh, you're probably going to be in the playoffs. You're not going to face a team like this probably until the finals in Region 4. And you just don't know what, what's going to happen in the future. You just have to keep preparing, keep getting ready for the next game. And it's the next man up. And, and just doing your best because you never know, Mark, a couple plays here and there and you know, they could they could uh, be in control against Moeller, okay, and then Run Collie comes in, and then Football North, and all of a sudden you could have three wins in a row, and you're on a roll, and you might be playing for the league championship in Week 10 against LaSalle at Atlanta Stadium. It could happen. Right. And that's that's the mindset that the players have to have, that the coaches have, coaches have to preach to the players, and that the fans need to rally around them and, and, and make sure that, you know, they're, they're behind this team. Because uh, they're this close. They're they this really are. Close they really are. At times that, uh, man, a bounce here or a play here. But that's what we said. There was improvement tonight. There was improvement in the first half. Ben Hamilton had time to throw the ball. So the offensive line was doing better. Uh, the fullback or the running back was staying in to pick up blitzes. But they were making plays. And, and it's just... Uh, you know, Zane Klusman fought for that touchdown reception. Right. The same thing with Mikey Curse. They act. They fought for. They fought the DB for that touchdown reception. And uh, you know, for what it's worth, uh, good things happen to, to people that to play hard. And good things are on the horizon for the Elder Panthers. Yes, that's positive. I yeah. like that. Yeah. You know. You know uh... It, it's a. Uh, it, it's always tough for us to get here and talk about a loss. Uh, it but is. it's tough to talk about a devastating loss, and we, you, you always want to put a good spin on it. And that was a good spin, Tom. I, I, I appreciate that. So yeah. uh, I'm trying to find. I, I, I know Steve Geis is uh, he's waving to us way back in the, the back. Uh, 
Well, uh, do you think he made his way? To, do you think he went to the La Rosa's at first? I, I think he might have. Uh, I, I, I see the uh, the drum line. Oh, there he is. Uh, van outside. Uh, so he made he, it. He made it. He so. made it. Let's go over to the scoreboard, Steve, and get people caught up on other action around in the area. All right. Uh, let's talk scores. It's uh, out uh, it, at Norwood with uh, about three minutes left in the game. Moeller is up over LaSalle Lancers 28-14. to 14. We'll uh, give you a final on that as soon as one becomes available. In GCL co-ed action. Dayton all over Dayton Carroll, 62 to nothing. Wow. Running, running clock early in that game. Uh, Baden moves to 6-0 and on, on the season, and uh, uh, this is uh, their first night of, of league play, so they're 1-0 uh, in the GCL co-ed action as well. GMC action, Fairfield over Hamilton tonight, 28-14. to uh, Fairfield uh, comes in, came into the game 1-3, and, three, and uh, they, they uh, beat uh, 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 a 1-2 Hamilton. So uh, they're, they're getting in, into contention for uh, you know, playoffs and all sorts of things there. Uh, Lakota East, uh, this game was knotted up early, but East uh, outlasted Sycamore 30 Four to 27. Uh, Lakota West and Mason were 7-7 for a bit, and then Lakota West uh, kind of took control of things and uh, went up uh, 28-7 and won that game over the Mason Comets. Colerain over Middletown tonight, 28-13. What interesting on that game, Tom, uh, talk a little bit about that Colerain uh, yeah. Middletown thing. It kind of got jumbled and moved. It did, and it was midweek to late during the week that Middletown was supposed to have a home game and was supposed to host the Coring Cardinals tonight, but there was a, a shooting, I guess, near the school, and, and Palmer Heads got together and said maybe it would be better if we move the venue uh, away from Middletown. I guess it was Barnett Stadium, uh, the famous Barnett Stadium where, yeah. the, where the Elder Panthers and the big comeback years and years ago. The, the miracle at Middletown. Middletown. And then they played. They decided to, to go over a coral rain and play the birdcage, and, and that's what they did. And once again, what was the final on that? It was the, 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 the final. It was uh, 28 to 13, Colerain over Middletown. And we do have enough precincts in to report that Moeller did win uh, over uh, LaSalle, 28 to 14 tonight, hosting the game at Norwood. All right. Wow. Uh, in other GMC action, it was Princeton 55. Oak Hills nothing. Oak Hills and Lebanon are the two teams vying for the last spot in in uh, Division One, Region Four, and uh, Lebanon uh, followed suit and uh, Kings won that game, 35 to nothing. So Lebanon uh, and Oak Hills still remain winless. And uh, you know, where's Steve Sheehan when you need him? Joe Joe yeah. Harmon, if you're out there, the question: If they both, uh, uh, if 16 teams get in, there's 17 teams. The bottom two teams uh, don't win a game. Who gets in? Maybe there'll be a little, a little uh, playoff. We could call that the bottom 16. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, we'll talk uh, about the bottom 16. Uh, wild card game. Yeah. 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 In uh, Cincinnati Hills League action, Indian Hill 35, Taylor 14. Uh, Indian Hill goes to 2-1 and one in the league and 2-4 uh, and four overall. Taylor came into that game 
three and two and two and zero oh in in the league. So that's their first loss in, in the Cincinnati Hills League action in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference action. Kings, uh, we just talked about that game. Uh, they came in undefeated and they go out undefeated. So Kings goes to six and zero oh and four and zero oh in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference uh, in in Southwest Ohio Conference action. They also started league play tonight. It was Edgewood fifty two, Mount Healthy thirteen, Ross over Northwest twenty six to fourteen, Harrison thirty eight, Talawanda seven. In the CMAC action or Cincinnati Metro, it was a Hughes 36, Aiken 12. Uh, West High is back in action, and Woodward was pulling out in that game, but we don't have a, a final on that one yet. Miami Valley Conference action. Miami Valley Christian Academy loses to Lachlan tonight 30. 39 to nothing. It was Norwood uh, losing to Roger Bacon 42 to 6. In uh, Southern Buckeye Conference action, it was Clinton Massey 69, Goshen 14. Goshen still hasn't uh, won a game, and uh, Clinton Massey uh, rolls to 4 uh, 1 uh, and 1 uh, 0, more importantly, in Southern Buckeye Conference action. It was Western Brown 41, New Richmond nothing. In uh, non league action, it was Monroe 24. Carlisle 21, Eaton all over Middletown, Madison tonight, and uh, Eaton goes to six and zero tonight uh, with a 51 to nothing win. You're, you're familiar with Eaton, Ohio? Tom. I am. Yeah. It's yeah. A great, it's a great yeah. summer in Dayton. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful up there. Near Dayton. Yeah, you knew somebody. Some of their fans, some of their fans were weighing in there. Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, well, we have a lot of followers up there in Eaton. Yeah, we do. Well, South, with uh, a 910 WPFB, yeah. uh, we have a big was. following up there. <laughs> South of the border, a couple scores in. Um, we have uh, Bishop Brosser. They remain undefeated, uh, 41 to 7 over Ludlow. Uh, Walton Verona, 49. Gallatin County, 8. It was when, when is Walton Verona going to have their first snow day, Steve? Uh, I think they, I think I think they already did. Okay, uh, I mean, that, yeah, they, yeah. They've at least gone to Plan B three or four times. Yeah, right. but, with, but with COVID, that might be a thing of the past. It, it is the, the, the remote learning could, thing. Yeah, yeah. The snow days could be a thing of the past. So you, anyway, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you get just to go. get to stay home, learn nothing, and it still counts for a day of school. <laughs> yeah, right. There you just go. Like, just like going in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Except you don't get a hot lunch. <laughs> Holmes, mo- Holmes mo- moves to 4-1 uh, to on the season with a 50-28 to win over Holy Cross. And in Indiana, it was Lawrenceburg going to 5-1 and with a 34-13 to win over Batesville. Those are all the early scores we have in. This game being a little bit accelerated, uh, a lot of the games we'll be catching up with uh, very shortly. All right. Well, we're going to take a timeout. I'm kind of excited. We we have a special guest coming up here in a little bit. Tom Rearing, uh, part of the uh, the what part of Elder is that? The development. Yeah, it's like uh, we got an exciting year next year. It's the 100th anniversary, and you know you're getting old when you can vividly remember when they did the 50th. I was in seventh grade. You were a My freshman. My freshman year, 1972, uh, was the 50th year. So yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of days have gone by since that time. Yeah. And, but I remember that's when yes. they started putting that little sign up in the uh, pit, and it had a special. Uh, board and then and, and then from years after that they'd come up with this neat little slogan on that board up there and that went on and on and on and well into the 80s till they said 
That looks doesn't look good. <laughs> that looks not good. But, not a uh, good look. But I remember the Cincinnati Enquirer. There was a a, a fold out uh, full color sheet that went in the Enquirer on Be that. Oh. Uh, no, it, yeah, oh. it went in there, and it was uh, back when people bought the Inquirer and read the Inquirer, and it would come, oh. and it would be this big on Sunday. And, that long ago? Yeah. It's, that, <laughs> that was so long yeah. ago that the principal and athletic director went on the Nick Quinney show and the Bob Ron show. Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we, we should stop our um, foolery and get yeah. Tom up here in a little bit. We're going to take a timeout, and we come back. We're going to get Tom Rearing up, and we're going to talk about what Elder has planned and what they're going to try to do for that big 100th anniversary when we come back on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Come on out at Roosters and join us. If you're caring for a loved one with dementia, it can be stressful. As their needs progress, you need support. At Artist Senior Living, we partner with you and your loved one to provide above and beyond customized care. Experience the Artist Way in Bridgetown and Mason. Theartistsway.com slash Ohio. 513-401-7531. Dave here. Is your phone service putting your business on hold? My friends at Fuller Information Technology know businesses can't afford to pay for the things they don't need or use. That's why the experts at Fuller Information Technology work with you to personalize your phone service, giving you everything you need and nothing you don't. Let them help you save money and give your business the competitive edge you've been looking for. Check out Fuller Information Technology today. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. This is Cardinal Raymond Burke. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 10 WPFB Middletown and at sacredheartradio.com. Prep Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, let's go back to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. And that's where we're at at Rooster's. And if you're fighting that traffic getting off of North Bend Road, we're going to be here for a little while longer. And Roosters is open till midnight, so there's plenty of time to get out here and fill your tank up and uh, have a nice little after-game uh, dinner. Uh, joining us now, Tom Rearing. And, Tom, uh, kind of a, a big year next year, uh, the 50th anniversary of Elder High School. 100th. Well, 50. we were just talking about the 50th, the 100th. And uh, I, I was, we were talking. Uh, yeah. I remember it, and it's like, how could I be that old? And it's like 50, you know, <laughs> where does 50 years go? I don't know. Of course, I was in grade school back then. But uh, but what, what what do you guys have planned for that big, uh, was that the Jubilee, they call it? What's the 100? Uh, Centennial. Centennial. Centennial, yeah. Okay. We're, we're super, super excited. Obviously, 100 years is is something really, really special for Elder High School and 
uh, for me to be part of it. You know, I've, I've worked at Elder as the director of development for um, these since 2011 when Toby Hiley retired, but, but I've been an elder uh, working in some capacity um, in the development office since 2000. So I've been there 21 years. So when you think about 100 years, it's like, geez, I mean, um, and getting to work with, with the alums, um, all, all the great people in the elder community has, has been something special um, just in my 21 years. And geez, uh, you know, we, we just had, uh, we had one of our oldest living grads, Charlie Heidel, um, who passed away. He was 105 years old. Just wow. A couple I weeks saw ago. That. Yeah. And you think about that and you're like, oh my gosh, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy to think about the number of years that, that our grads have been around and, and, uh, and supporting and giving back to, uh, to the school. But as far as the anniversary, you know, you know, we have a lot of, we have a 100th anniversary planning committee, um, that we, uh, kicked off. Geez, it's been several months ago. You know, we, we knew we wanted to start early on planning for this special, special celebration. And so it'll officially kick off with the graduation of the 100th graduating class, which is going to happen in May of 2022. So that, uh, you know, you know those, those kids have been in the building. And, and you know, it, it's kind of neat, you know, to see them come up as, as freshmen and, and now they're seniors. And, and even before, before they got to Elder, we, we started really celebrating them. Um, you know, back when they're in the first grade or heck, I don't know, third grade, we had we had them come up and we took a picture of them oh, on cool. the front steps of the school, yeah. Uh, yeah. the little the little tykes. And then uh, we had them march in the Thanksgiving Day Parade, probably still Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, that's neat. Um, you know, at some point, you know, during their grade school years, and yeah. then and then have them here and now to uh, to to see them as seniors and uh, and to really kick this thing off with the. Uh, their graduation um, is going to be cool. And, you know, so the graduation um, is going to be, like I said, May of 2022. And then from that point on, you know, it's, you know, party's on. You know, we're going to start to celebrate 100 wow. years of Elder High School. And so the 22-23 school year is officially when we'll be doing a lot of the events and activities. So we got a lot of great things planned. Um, everything from, you know, Reds game, FC Cincinnati game, uh, we're going to try to do an arts weekend, um, which is going to celebrate not only the current students, you know, involved in the arts, uh, but also, um, you know, alumni who, who have done some pretty cool things in the arts, performing arts, uh, the fine arts. Um, we're going to have a Fountain Square rally. I know we did that. And for, for many of you, uh, you might remember that back for the uh, 75th. We did something like yeah, that. We yeah. invited the seniors down. Well, we're going to try to do something like that again in the fall of 22. Um, we're going to have a, you know, invite, you know, faculty and staff um, back, form, both former and present, um, to, to, uh, to really celebrate them. Because, I mean, when, you know, that's what it's all about. I mean, it is. Uh, that's our teachers, yeah. it's our students, uh, and, of course, it's our alumni. But, uh, but uh, the fact that, that we're going to be able to celebrate, you know, the guys that really have formed these students over the years um, is, is going to be pretty special, too. And, and then um, a Centennial Mass um, at St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence is sort of our founding parish. Um, you know, uh, there were 11 parishes that formed Elder High School back in 1922. And so um, we, we plan to have a Mass where we invite, uh, you know, alumni um, who are priests um, to come back and can celebrate that mass and invite as many people um, that would like to join in for that. And then, you know, we're going to do a big dinner gala um, at, at a downtown hotel venue of some kind. 
uh, in the spring uh, of 23. Chili. No, you know, <laughs> we thought about Priceville Chili. We thought that would be kind of cool. Yeah. But um, I don't think it's going to be big enough. Yeah. I, I think, no, I mean, for like 100 it. years, yeah. I mean, uh, we're super excited. And, and you know, it's going to be big. Everything that we do, we, we hope a lot of alums uh, and friends of Elder can, can join in and, and celebrate the 100 years of Elder. I'm going to have to get my uh, purple ascot and cummerbund uh Dry clean yeah. ready for that. Uh, it sounds like you a real. Yeah, right. It's, it's yeah. probably in my top drawer. But, uh, Next year, uh, Darius Rucker tickets. Yeah, well, you know, we've got the Darius Rucker thing. Uh, maybe, uh, it's some, it's, maybe we should get the Bee Gees. Is there any Bee Gees yeah. alive still? Uh, uh, oh, my God. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they were big. They were big. Yeah, something yeah. back in that, that, that from the 70s. Uh, you know, but no, it, it's it's hard to believe that uh, that, that time is. is I guess that I could vividly remember the 50th thing, and I got at home my elder uh, 50th commemorative LP record uh, with the Glee Club and, and the band. Uh, I think they were doing every other song. I don't know did, you've ever heard that. Oh my gosh, record? yes, okay. absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, well, I was in the Glee Club, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I was in the band, I, so. I, yeah, so I wasn't part of uh, the making of that record, obviously. No. But, uh, but I've heard it, and, uh, and we, we still play the fight songs and, the, you well, know, the different forms of the fight song over the years. You know, we, we well, two, two, two uh, great showmen put that thing together, and one, Dave Allen, still around. Still there. Uh, and uh, Lee Trout, who uh, was my band director, and he passed away the year after I graduated from lung cancer, but uh, he was a remarkable uh, unique fella, but uh, he was a showman like Dave, and those oh two were just yeah. uh, – uh, dynamic duo, that's for sure. And uh, I never got to meet Lee Trout, but I've heard a lot of good things about him. So. Yeah, oh, I can tell you stories. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, you know, matter of fact, uh, I, why I was drum major in 1977, 78 year was uh, in, in my uh, sophomore year band camp. Uh, I did a stand-up routine of doing an imitation of Lee Trout, and he was laughing so hard he was crying, and his <laughs> wife was crying Jeez. laughing, and she's, he said. Anybody that's got to, the guts to get up and do an imitation of Lee Trout is going to be my drum major. And i like, yeah, right. And he never forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're the drum major. Remember? Yeah, you know, he, and he would always look at me, do, do my, the imitation of me. Do again. the imitation of yeah, right. Well, it's interesting you mentioned music. Um, Chris Daria, um, and I can't, I, I'm not sure what, what year Chris graduated, but uh he he wrote a centennial march oh. for so a couple special you know little things a little sneak peek into to what's going to happen during the celebration um, is 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 that centennial march super excited to to roll that out and have our band play that at some of these events um, um, another thing you know I, I just talked to Luke Rosen who's oh gosh late 90s grad I think 97 or something uh, Luke is uh, you know I've asked him to see if he could write. A special piece for our masses. Luke um, is a music uh, minister up up in Toledo, and uh, writes a lot of, of uh, you know sacred music. And cool. and I've I've reached out to him to see if if he would be interested. Super excited about that. He's like all over that, um, you know. So and then like I said, the arts weekend. Um, you know, it's just so many things and so many guys that. You know, you don't want to give back. They, they just want to give back. They're dying to give back and help out in any way. And, and like I said, that committee has, has been formed. 
And, um, you know, we have an archives committee, and they're diving into all the old stuff, all the things that you had mentioned, the, you know, the, the big banner or big piece of plywood. Really. Yeah, that right. Was, that, was, that was on the Every tower. Every year they would repaint the thing yeah. and uh, come up with a new slogan. Toby Holly said that thing, and Tom Otten said that thing weighed 1,000 pounds. I don't know. How they were able to secure that on the tower, we'll never know. But we'll do something like that, you know, maybe a banner or something. We have a, we have a, um, a, a logo that, that was designed by one of our students, oh, one of our nice. art students. Wow. Uh, Kyle Dressman, who I, I believe just Kyle just graduated this past year. Um, but uh, Kyle was able to design uh, our 100th logo, and we're going to be rolling that out soon. So you, you guys are going to hear a lot about, uh, you know, some of these events that I've talked about. Um, hopefully in, like, January, February, we'll start to push out what the events are going to be, when they're going to be, so people can get them on the calendar. That's and, cool. you know, they can plan for it. It's funny. I was uh, texting a uh, guy, a friend of mine, who graduated a year before me. He graduated in 77. I graduated in 78. Larry Neumeister, he worked for the Associated Press up in New York City. And, and he was a drummer like I was a drummer in the band. And, he, and we were just talking about uh, all different types of things we did. But when, when before a football game, Lee Trout wanted the entrance uh, of the band similar to the Ohio State when they so we would always come from around the, the side of the the pit and we would play this drum cadence and, and we'd march down the, the, yeah. the ramp there and come in there and, and they we played this drum cadence uh, that was it was just called the Hartwig and there was a guy who graduated in the early 70s his last name was Hartwig mm-hmm. and he wrote or, or developed the cadence and we always played it Everybody loved. I, I, you play drum? Can you play that? Kate? I'm like, yeah. You know. <laughs> so uh, he was saying, we we need to get an alumni uh, drum group and uh, before a football game because he goes, people would love that if we could oh, march yeah. around. I'm like, I don't know, a bunch of old guys coming like that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but uh, but I, I I remember the cadence like you know, and Pat Emmett. I mean, he graduated a year behind oh, yeah. me, so Pat would remember it. So yeah, uh, he, he yeah. does everything, uh, every anything music. There's Pat. So uh, yeah, he helps out <laughs> uh, the Glee Club and Dave Allen, and uh, oh. obviously still plays the drums for all kinds of events. That, everything that Dave's involved with, and the CMO and the musicals, and right. the list goes on and on. And um, he's a typical elder guy. He, you yeah. know, he always gives, gives, gives. Yeah. You, know, you, met, you mentioned the drum line uh, today in the in the cafeteria. You know, I'm. Our office is directly below the cafeteria, so we can hear everything that goes on upstairs. And it's always neat on a Friday for before a big game like St. X, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll do it for the Mueller game. Um, you know, sort of impromptu cheers up in the cafeteria. And um, and uh, the uh, today the, the drum line was in there. Oh, cool. And just giving it, giving it their all, and the whole place was fired up, and it was exciting. You know, and, and that's, that's what it's all about. And, I, and I'm certain for the 100th anniversary, you mentioned alumni, uh, they'll come back and and they'll you know they'll be part of this celebration and and uh, and and really make it like I said special. So you know you talk about some of the people that have taught at Elder and have been around a long time and I was standing uh, on the sideline at the uh, St. X game tonight and looking up into the stands and a uh, like a guy like Dan Crimer. Uh he was uh, my my fifty fourth fr- year I think. Okay, I so <laughs> I. I uh, I, I first met him. It was uh, my freshman year. That was the summer. It was the. It was 1974 because my freshman year was 74, 75 year. So, um, I remember uh, going into the cafeteria probably like the first week, and people would 
take plates and stick them on the end of a chair, <laughs> and uh, you'd pull the, the chair course, out, and yep. then the, you, the plate would fall down and crash. And the whole place And, and everyone go crazy. Yay! And I, of course, go in there and pull the chair out, and it breaks. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at that. And all of a sudden, this man comes behind me. Dig- no, I didn't get to Maris. <laughs> it was uh, d- Mr. Crimer, and he goes, I don't know how he knew my name. I don't know if he, Mr. Bangle, uh, I'm going to need you to be cleaning these five tables for the next week and a half. And I said, you know, I, I didn't do that on purpose. Somebody put that down. He goes, yeah, I know. It, it really stinks, doesn't it? Now, you start here and you wipe this off. And I kept saying, no, wait a minute. Now, I, I didn't try it. It was like, he goes, yeah, I know. It's it's terrible. But that's just the way it is. You're going to have to clean these tables for one week. And everyone's going to know to make sure they look under there and not break a plate. So I'm like, gosh. Mark, there are guys that come back to the reunions. And by the way, Brian Bill told me there's like 21 reunions this year, which is crazy for all of our wow. six home games, um, you know, because a lot of people missed out because of COVID last year and the yeah. reunions, so they're they're doing makeup reunions, right? So we got like 21 scheduled, uh, so it's going to be crazy. <laughs> uh, and But guys come back, in my class included, I graduated in 88, and it never fails. Someone always looks to knock, you know, they, they go to the stag after the game. Sunday mornings on Sacred Heart Radio. And they, I think and, and they knock over a chair or whatever, and, and the whole place goes. goes yeah. Like, how, how much have we grown up, right, since, since we graduated? Not at all, not at all. <laughs> so this all is going to get going, and, and if, if – if people are wanting to get involved with this, uh, you guys aren't going to turn anybody down. If somebody wants to get on your committee or give Abs- ideas, I mean, you talk yeah, about that. I, you know, you know, the committee is sort of formed. We got like 25, um, maybe close to 30 people on this committee. You know, that's that's pretty much set. But certainly ideas and and things. You know, we're, we're all ears. You know, we at Elder, we always you know listen to our our constituents and to the alums, and and uh, we got guys that always are, are always willing to. To give ideas, but also to help. So we're definitely going to need some help, you know, putting yeah. on these. We're going to need volunteers and, and things like that for for a lot of the events. So um, we we encourage everybody to to you know stay tuned and and uh, you know if we reach out to you, you know, we'd love to to have have your your input and your uh, and your assistance in, in pulling these these events off because it's going to be it's going to be something. It's really really good. 100 years. I mean, it's that's great. You know, I'm curious, Tom. Uh, 50 years ago, and I know you weren't around to, to do or anything, but did they learn anything about what happened prior to the first 50 years that maybe they reinstituted going forward that they had forgotten about? And if so, is there anything that they might be looking at? And it's probably too early to even give me an answer, but I'm guessing once this all gets started, there could have been something that was done, you know, 70 years ago or, or 30 years ago that they don't do anymore, and they might want to reinstitute something, a tradition or something that one class did, and they might want to restart something like that. Is that possible that things could come out of it like that too? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. We, and, you know, when we go to planning something like this, we definitely look back to what we did, you know, for the for the 50th, for the 75th, and, uh, you know, and we try to fine-tune those things. We, we do, you know, we look at what worked and what didn't work. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly if, if there's something that, you know, that, um, that had a big impact back, you know, 25 years ago, we're going to, we definitely going to, we're definitely going to do that again. And, 
maybe fine-tune it a little bit yeah. to make it more today than <laughs> yeah. 25 years ago or, or uh, 50 years ago. But I'm curious, too, without giving too much away, did they bury a box anywhere 50 years ago that they might look at now? And if they, if they did, are they going to do it again? Ah, the time capsule. The yeah. time <laughs> capsule, yeah. I know we have a time capsule, like, over in the Shaper Center, um, and uh, that's, that's in the... Um, it's in the multi-purpose room where our display cabinets are. Um, that I know that there's there's some some hidden things in there yeah. that, that we might have to pull out and put on display. But like I said, our archives committee is coming up with some sure. great stuff, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna unveil all that stuff for for the hundredth. And people are just gonna see this and be like, oh my gosh, that's well, that, so it's cool. hidden in that tunnel that goes to seat well, <laughs> that they always right in the band room. I the guess tunnel. the Glee Club room too. Our office. Uh, that's where you are. That's now? where our office is. Uh, okay. And Brian Bill, he he jokes about it, and we all in the office, you know, when people, when the grads come down, they say, "Hey, I hear there's a tunnel." We we obviously say, "Yes, absolutely, yeah. there's a it's tunnel." Just, uh, it went uh, all the way back, just loops around the the gym or yeah, the, yeah, the old gym. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. About the time, <laughs> same time, we say, "Yeah," then there's a pool on the on the on the roof too. We, we yeah, right. so, yeah, yeah. The tunnel. One of the another neat thing that we're doing, I forgot to mention this, is Dave Geyser, who is a class of eighty seven, um, for the seventy fifth, he designed a print. Um, many of you guys out there probably have this thing. It was a limited edition print of a Panther, sort of a sitting Panther. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and he is right now in the process and he's he's already made a lot of progress on that. It's not it's not quite finished yet, but we're excited to see the finished product. And I'm not going to give it away, but he's designing another one for the hunt. Oh, that's neat. And so we're yeah, it's it's going to be out there, and we're gonna we're gonna put an order form in in that January February issue of the Pride when we list all the events, and um, and we, and we might even re-release the. Uh, the 75th Panther, too, just in case people miss that one. Oh. Because these are very cool. And Dave's yeah. a very talented artist, and, uh, um, you know, he's an art teacher and, and uh, brings so much he's, he brings so much excitement to it. And um, and we're all just very much looking forward to, to seeing the, the final print. So Anything you. else before we move on uh, that's going on, elder development or interesting stories that uh, you'd like to share <laughs> Uh, before we go back to the scoreboard. Well, the, you know, the only other thing, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about the 100th, and we're starting to talk about it now, but, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work in uh, in the development office on the fundraising side, and, and we actually started the uh, 100th anniversary campaign back in June of 2019. You think, well, it wasn't even the 100th anniversary yet. Yeah, but Kurt Ruffin and I just, you know, we knew we wanted to make some improvements to the campus, which we have done, uh, through this campaign uh, so that when it comes time to celebrate um, 100 years that the campus really looks sharp and it really looks cool. And we have all kinds of, um, you know, if you haven't been up to Elder, and oh. I know many of us, you know, <laughs> missed out on all that last year with COVID. But yeah. this year, um, you know, come out to a game or whatever and take a walk around the campus because the improvements in, or, or during the day come up and in, in, uh, if you want to see it. But we are going to have a campus showcase to show off all these cool things that we did um, as a result of this 100th anniversary campaign called Advancing Our Legacy, 100 Years United in Faith. Raised a ton of money, and, and thanks to so many of the alumni and the constituents, the friends of Elder who, who uh, have supported it, um, you, know, w- you know, we were able to do all these things. And the campus looks fantastic. 
I mean, from the Shaper Center renovations to the Panther Fitness Center, you know, the first floor, second floor, um, to the Donahoe Center, um, uh, the, the classroom furniture. Uh, we did some work in the in the wrestling gym and in the cafeteria, the grotto. The grotto is gorgeous. If you haven't seen the grotto, come up and check out the grotto. It's, we improved the area surrounding the grotto, so we have a new fountain, um, some pavers back there, a new set of steps that goes up to the Rue of Miller Commons. And, you know, it, it's just on the campus showcase on November the 14th, we're going to show all that off. So hope, hopefully you guys can come out and check it out. I've briefly walked through different parts of the school, and if, if, if people like myself that graduated back in the 70s think that things have not changed back then, <laughs> uh, I, I, I always heard a story of uh, when Father uh, Jerry Shaper uh, was principal and he came in and he was a quiet kind of guy, uh, you know, real serious. And he went around and looked around, we need to improve this place. And, you know, people tell I me, mean, I don't know the story beyond that, but he, he kind of got the thing in motion about things moving and changing. And, and it, it doesn't look like it's the same school anymore. You know, there was, yeah. I, I remember the, the windows, if in the winter of 77, 78, when it was so daggone cold, if you got to the classroom <laughs> last, you had to sit next to the window with the breeze coming in and right. freezing with your coat on. And you know, anyway, it, it is nothing like that. Air conditioning, it, it just, it's a unbelievable place. Can I tell you a story about the air conditioning? Yes. So a few years ago we did this, you know, we had added air conditioning to all the classrooms. The whole school is is that completely air conditioned now, which is was great and thanks to a lot of folks who supported the previous campaign. I'm walking through the cafeteria one day, right? After after all the air conditioning was was put in and um, and there's a student sitting there in the cafeteria and, and and I walk up and I introduce my or I I just said hi to him. I just said, "Hey, how's it going?" He said, uh, you know, who, who exactly are you and what do you do here? You know, so, I, I, so I told him I'm, who I was and, you know, that I was the director of development and, and that I, you know, helped out with, you know, I did all the fundraising to make it possible to have all the improvements that we've had around the school. He said, oh, so you're the guy that you're the reason why we can't, that, we, that we're not allowed to wear shorts anymore. In the in the spring and in the fall, you know, we would relax the dress code to, to allow the students to wear right, shorts it was because they're so hot. Yeah. And so uh, so that's that's, that's my yeah, so that's I, one I way said, to look at it. Yeah, yeah it a lot. is. Yeah, <laughs> that is. So From now that we're air conditioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I that, don't even think we're allowed to take our tie off back in the day. It'd no, be hotter no, than right. new blazers, you no, know. So absolutely. Of course, not. I had the same tie for four years ago and hung in your locker. Yeah. Yeah, probably tied itself. <laughs> it was it, it like it checked the oil with it too. You know? yeah, so. <laughs> we looked sharp back then. But Tom, thank you so much for coming out You're and filling everybody out uh, up with it. Me. And uh, uh, wish we could be talking on a great win tonight, but no, that didn't happen. No. But hey, these uh, we'll get them next time. That's right. All right, Tom. Thanks That's a lot. Right. We're going to take a timeout. We come back. Steve's going to go running down the scores right here at the Prep Sports Radio Network. This is Archbishop Dennis Schnur. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sacred Heart Radio. Hey, Panther fans. The Urology Group knows just how much this season means to you and the team. We also know how much it means to have a doctor you trust with your health. The Urology Group has 37 physicians, including five right here in the west side. 
Also, Drs. Flynn, Fulton, Kuhn, Pliskin, and Rodesheimer in our Mercy Hospital office. Learn more or schedule an appointment at urologygroup.com. Proud to support elder football. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Prep Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, let's go back to Rooster's Restaurant at 5050 Crookshank Road at Glenway with Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. All right, we're going to be wrapping this thing up here shortly, but before we do that, we're going to send it on over to Steve Bengel, and we should have most of the scores in by now. we got a good number of scores in, a, a, a few not reporting and a few partials, but we're going to give you those as well. Uh, just a little bit more detail out at Norwood, the, the Moeller game. Um, Moeller racked up 402 total yards of offense, wow. uh, 90 yards rushing and 312 yards passing. They, wow. they controlled the ball for over 28 minutes of the game. Uh, LaSalle had uh, 280 yards total offense. Uh, they had a lot of yards on the ground, 178, uh, but just around the century mark, 102 passing. Uh, time of possession right around 20 minutes. So, uh, you know, Moeller, uh, yeah, Moeller in the, the LaSalle Moeller rivalry, the first uh, uh, bunch of years, Moeller was uh, up to 2014, Moeller was 47 and 11. Since uh, 2014, LaSalle was 6 and 1, but, uh, you know, Moeller. You know, you know, re- regrouping and uh, now, you know, with with the victory tonight and uh, Elder's uh, opponent next week. Um, that, then, that's it. Can I just real yes, quick, sir. Steve? It sounds like it's just in, in uh, different styles now. Everybody was always so used to have Bowler pounding the ball running, you know, with the running backs. But I'm just looking quickly at the stats and and Bowler's quarterback uh, Noah Gesselbrock. Uh, third in GCL with 746 yards passing coming into the game. Um, well, he's over the 1,000-yard yeah. mark now because he had uh, 312 tonight. And, and boy, there, it sounds like Moeller, they got the top, the second and third leading rusher, too, in the GCL. So it sounds like they have a balanced team. Yeah, it sounded like they looked pretty good. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously, you know, LaSalle's no slouch. So. Right. Um, GCL co-ed action. Um, McNicholas last beat Alter in 1999, last wow. century. McNick wins tonight, 20 to seven over the Alter Knights. So the Rockets uh, soaring tonight, first time since 1999. Baden 62, Carroll nothing. Shamanah Julian all over Fenwick, 25 to zip. GMC action was Fairfield 28, Hamilton 14, Lakota East 34. Sycamore 27, uh, Lakota West 28, Mason 7, Colerain 28, Middletown 13, Princeton 55, Oak Hills nothing. Since the Hills League action, late Reading is up over Madeira 34 to nothing, Indian Hill 42, Taylor 14. Wyoming 48, Deer Park 21. Kings remains undefeated with a 35-0 win over Lebanon, who remains winless uh, on the year. In the Southwest Ohio action, well, let's look back at the ECC. Uh, Turpin late over uh, Walnut Hills, 31 to nothing, and uh, Milford 
uh, is losing to Winton Woods, uh, 40 to 13. That game late in, in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, Edgewood over uh, Mount Healthy in Southwest Ohio Conference action, 52 to 13. Is Ross 26, Northwest 14. Harrison 38, Talawan to seven. Since they Metro Conference action, it was uh, Hughes 36, Aiken nothing. And West High fought valiantly to. to Get their second win of the year after all the, the hijinks and whatever that went on. But they lost tonight going away 22-20 to 20 to Woodward tonight. So wow. Mustangs really put up a fight, but uh, Woodward uh, a little bit too strong. All righty. I got plenty more. I got a whole other page. Okay. Let me, let me rip through keep, here. Keep, yeah. Miami Valley Conference action. Uh, Lachlan 39. Miami Valley Christian nothing. Uh, uh, in in, in this, the first overtime right now is Clark Montessori 32. New Miami 20, 25. New Miami was getting the ball. Not sure the result of that. But Clark up right now 32 to 25. Roger Bacon 42. Norwood 6. Uh, in uh, Southern Buckeye Conference action, Bethel Tate over the Astros of East Clinton, uh, 26 to nothing. Blanchester 37, Claremont Northeastern 13, Clinton Massey 69, Goshen 14. Goshen still looking for that first win this year. Western Brown 41 to Richmond, nothing. Fayetteville Perry drops one to Williamsburg tonight, 49 to 28. In uh, non-Ohio Conference actions, Monroe. 24, Carlisle 21, Eaton all over Matt, Middletown, uh, Madison 51 to nothing, Centerville 45, Springboro. You have a vacation home in Eaton? <laughs> Spring, I don't Springboro don't, don't, don't 26. I don't go there. Yeah, okay. So the, <laughs> con, he's got a condo up in Eaton. Every time I give that score, I can never get to the Kentucky scores. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in Kentucky with Bishop Brossard remaining. Poor, poor Joe Harbin, and if he's listening in Tennessee, <laughs> 41 he's falling off the couch. It was Boone County came into this game with a six-game. Boone County came into this game with a six-game winning streak over Connor. Connor writes the ship tonight with a 34-7 win over Boone County. Uh, Covington Catholic and Cooper squared up and uh, apparently went into four overtimes to settle the matters here. Covington Catholic with the victory tonight, wow. 31 that's, to 24. That's big for Elder. And uh, co- yeah. so, uh, so far, Cooper, this is the seventh time that they've played Covington Catholic. This is a little bit more of a struggle than the, the last six, but uh, uh, they, they come out victorious every time so far in, in this matchup. Dixie Heights 28, Highlands 21, Walton, Verona 49, Gallatin County 8. Uh, late, it's uh, George Rogers Clark 21, Campbell County 14, Holy Cross 28, Holmes 50, uh, Scott over Rowan County 17 to 7. East Central 42, South Dearborn 7 in Indiana action, and uh, Lawrenceburg 34, Batesville 13. And those are just about every score that you should care about. That'll work for me. And uh, guys, I uh, want to give a big shout-out and thanks again to Nate Metz and John Youngbluth, who filled in last week uh, as our play-by-play team. Uh, we're out gallivanting around Lenny out in Vegas, and he was dragging tonight. He, he was. was. The, the, yeah. the, I think the uh, the lack of sleep, the air travel. He got home yesterday, 
He took the red eye home. Yeah, red high, red eye. And then Teresa and I took that one. And it's kind of odd, you know, that you have yeah. It's like, it's it's dawn. Oh, yeah. wow. Ain't that something? So You're that, landing at 6 in the morning. Yeah, you, you get this time parallel, parallel paradox or whatever you yeah. it just yeah, So he was, uh, he, he did a great job. But I could he tell did. as the game yeah. went on, he was like, I don't think I'm going to go to Roosters. I'm yeah. really tired. I'm like, Lanny, you should go home and bed. So, uh, and Phil and, and Steve, you guys yeah. are down at Bristol. Big race. I hear there's oh. a photo finish. Uh, in, in, in the Xfinity race, uh, the three cars, uh, A.J. Allmendinger and uh, the other two, the, the, the second and third place cars, crossed the finish line side by side, wrecking each other. Oh. Um, and uh, they got. Who, who's they, got the win then? A.J. Allmendinger got the win. And That's they got, easy for you to they, say. Yeah, and they got uh, they had a win for the Dinger. And. Uh, they got the cars into the first turn, and uh, the, the, before uh, Almondinger could go, go to Victory Lane, he had to go into uh, the care center, which is right under where the Victory Lane is. So, and usually the car will do a victory lap yeah. and then drive up to Victory Lane. And it was on the back of a tow truck. It was oh, like, and wow. so wow. they could, could do nothing with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, Couldn't uh, spin his tire. I, well, I, heard, I heard him talking on the radio this week. He said it was nice to get the win, but it was kind of sad to wreck about two hundred thousand dollars worth of merchant <laughs> oh, worth yeah, of equipment. Yeah. So, and then the the the, uh, the 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 cup race on, on Saturday night. That was a, a really good race as well, with, with some action and, and a couple of the drivers shouting at each other uh, in victory lane or in the pit lane. So uh, that's pretty it was, cool. It was, a, it was a good weekend, and the usually. In the Tennessee mountains, it rains down there all the time. Seems like every time we're down there, so we just had a little smattering of uh, showers on Saturday afternoon, and it was uh, just a good time was had by all. It was great, great good race weekend. Good job. Well, that's good. Well, uh, join us next week. Of course, the game once again is pushed back from Friday to Saturday to give Elder time to clean up after the. The big concert uh, Thursday night, Darius Rucker will be in uh, and, and uh, sold out pit. I can't wait to see that. And, uh, and then we'll be back at the pit on Saturday for football with Mahler. And we'll be back here at Roosters for the postgame show. Uh, plan it. Have a game and come back here for dinner. We'd love you to join us for that. But, guys, uh, anything else to add, or should we let wrap this thing up? Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, for Paul back at the studio, Len and Phil, uh, Steve and Tom, uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we'll see you next week right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network.